0: Hello everyone and welcome to Hotline League episode four. Woohoo! We made it past three episodes. We've gone on to four. It is roster hunting season. Alright? There's a whole sorts of there's a war going on out there, people. people. I think
1: the war is mostly over, Travis.
0: I don't I don't know about that yet. I think it's just we're, we're,
1: we're at like the, the Geneva Conventions. What what was it called? Uh, afterwards?
0: The word we're, we're trials?
1: Over. No, Nuremberg was was the other thing. Geneva was when they set up all like the rules for future like whatever. You know what? We're yeah. we're we're past the war, is what I'm saying.
0: Well, as everyone knows, this show is '80s themed. Last week, a bunch of people at the YouTube comments were like, "Why is Kelby wearing sunglasses?" Inside? I love that
1: he got blown up for that when <laughs> yes. you did it the first two episodes. And I
0: <laughs> I realize that people just don't. Everybody that watches our show aren't aware of the '80s because they were born in like 2001. And so, like, that that concept of just, like, the sunglasses is, is lost to them. Uh, it's great. So, either way. Uh, for those of you that are watching the show for the first time or the stream for the first time, the concept of this show, besides being an 80s ripoff, is it's a call-in <laughs> radio show. So uh, there is a Discord channel that will get uh, popped there, up. There,
1: there is a command. You can do yeah. uh, exclamation point Discord at any point. Yeah.
0: I think if I press this and this and this, you can see the discord link pop up. It's kind of hard to read, but it'll be in the Twitch chat as well. And, uh, you join there, uh, Mark, you do the spiel cause you're the whole.
1: Yeah. So we're going to be, uh, you know, taking your calls, join the discord. It's on your screen now, or you can click the link in chat. It'll bring you to the discord. And then in order for me to be able to take your calls, you're going to need to jump into either the general, or general two voice channels you can meet yourself once you're there uh, we will give you guys some idea of what we want to talk about but then uh, in the uh, text channel that's in front of you type what you want to talk about and make sure you guys come in with some strong hot takes I don't want to hear you know random what do you guys think about C9's new roster? you yeah, tell me what you questions. think about you, you tell me what you think about C9's roster and I'll tell you if I agree or not
0: yeah yeah and I'll just sit there in the back looking at twitch chat uh, for those of you that are wondering, yes, uh, Nick Allen is going to be on the show. Uh, he will be coming in at around 8.45. It's about 8.11 as we're, we're speaking to this. That's whenever he's available. But it also allows us to talk a little bit at the start of the show and take some of your calls about the non-CLG stuff, right? Because who cares what Nick thinks about Svenskeren joining CLG, or Cloud9? Cloud Nine. Yeah. Uh, we. Who, who
1: cares about 100 Thieves Afro? Or yeah. maybe Nick Allen?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Either way. <laughs> Uh, we, we want to hear from you about that stuff. Then we'll be getting Nick in. We'll be talking to Nick a little bit and then taking your calls, uh, so that you can talk to Nick and tell him why you think he should have kept Aphromoo or whatever other crazy stuff you want to talk about. Nick Allen, by the way, the COO of CLG for those of you that do not know, uh, if you're in the Twitch chat, shout it out either way. Uh, so Mark, a lot of stuff has happened. It's been less than a week since we did the show. We had Kelby on last week and a call from Steve, which, by the way, was great.
1: Absolutely amazing.
0: And a lot of roster, more roster rumors, but also a lot of finalized uh, rosters. And I don't know where you want to start off first, but before we get into the calls, maybe we should just kind of share our opinions to rev the... uh, Rev the thought process of the caller. Well, so to
1: I, I had a funny uh, interaction with uh, Loco online, and this is something we can even potentially take some calls on if people want to come and chime in on it. Uh, but he was saying that he thought this was the craziest off season thus far in league history, uh, yeah. at least for North America. And I said I disagreed. I would take between Season 5 and Season 6 when the TL, or excuse me TSM double-lifting happened as the craziest time. And so a lot of people had very strong opinions on it. I don't know if, if you have an opinion on it. Or maybe there's a different off offseason. You think I, I think easier. this is like so the I three-way agree. trade thing.
0: I agree that Doublelift switching to TSM was huge, and especially because it happened like three hours after finals concluded. I don't know if, if people remember that, but it was like literally like, okay, SKT has won, and I'm in Germany. And then a couple hours later, Doublelift has left CLG, and then a couple hours later, he, he's, left, he's joined TSM. I do think that this is the craziest still – because while that was certainly big, the amount of just like shifting and switching brand new teams, we're going to see rosters we never would have expected to happen. Uh, there's just so many crazy things. I mean, even Peter leaving TSM, I, nobody, well, there were probably some, but not very many people, I think, looked at TSM's performance at Worlds and were like, yep, fucking get rid of double lift, You know, he needs to go. He's the problem. So, I, that's why I think this is the craziest and I'm just... Yeah,
1: but the thing is so to counter that, one the, the double lift from CLG was was generally crazier just because they had just won finals. They, they were like the best North American team and then that happened, which was just so crazy. Yeah. Um, and TSM was on a downward trend. This time, TSM, they kind of flamed out. You knew some changes were coming. Also, there were a ton of other crazy changes that offseason as well, like Fnatic Lost Huni and Rainover, and Yellowstar, yeah. all of them came over in North America. Immortals came up. Yellowstar joined TSM as well. Sven came over as well. There was all that crazy shit happening. Uh, there was something with C9. I think High might have just gone down to the Challenger team and because they were like changing everything around with, with C9. There was a ton of crazy stuff. And I think crazy for me means that it has to defy expectations. And while this offseason had a lot of big moves, a lot of it was kind of expected with franchising coming in and four teams getting kicked out. You know, there's going to be some big changes then.
0: Yeah. I mean, just think about the fact, like, and I know that this is just a rumor right now, but Echo Fox is said to be talking to Hooney. Like, we will literally have had somebody who played in the finals of Worlds coming over to, like, Echo Fox, which has never been A a stand up team. I get, I mean,. Uh, I don't know. I just, if that was, that was a year removed, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that did not feel like this one did. So look, I think the double if thing and, and some of the other changes, like you said, were huge for that year, but I would still say this one's the biggest and we haven't even seen it all yet. Uh, and I, I mean, I, we,
1: we've, we've mostly seen it.
0: all. Well, let's, it. let's talk about that. So one of the things we saw is the Garan pickup for cloud nine that got announced today. What do you think about this? Because a lot of people are flaming Cloud9, and I I've been a little surprised because I always feel like Jack is the type of guy that just does crazy shit, and so you you expect him to just pull out some like crazy crazy Korean jungler or I don't know whatever, and I I kind of almost feel like he must have something else up his sleeve because I I'm a little surprised by this. It's hard to imagine him just like swapping out contracts for Sven.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like Sven. I think he got too much of a bad beat a little bit uh, towards the end because I think he, he started slumping a little bit more towards the end of summer and into, obviously, Worlds. And that's like right when contracts are really picking up a ton. Uh, so that direct swap feels pretty bad as well as licorice for impact feels bad. And as much as like I like the guys that C9 got, um, I think they're both downgrades for the most part. And so I, I don't know how you can feel better about this roster.
0: I mean, do you, like, am I crazy in thinking that this is very unusual for Cloud9? I just feel like they are, like they always do something big and crazy. And not. Jack, in particular, is, like, actually just really, really good at putting rosters together. So, this is kind of surprising to me.
1: The, yeah, this is really surprising. This could have been a whiff. It could have been a miss in free agency.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, because they've worked with Impact, and it, it's totally disingenuous to say Impact had, like, a great year. Uh, right? Like, he was very up and down. Uh, he was bench for Ray on and off, and in the first half of summer, he straight up sucked. And it's one of the reasons C9 was slumping was was the top lane position. So maybe C9 just wasn't happy with Hooney. They said, let's bring in Licorice and let's get a superstar jungler. You know, we'll, we'll import Peanut, we'll import Yankos or something, and then they just whiffed on all of them. Yeah, you know that that happens in in real sports once it, you know everyone's. Yeah, traditional sports, real sports, whatever you know. I
0: well, you, how are you, the guy doing this? You know, I mean, I because kind of I don't it, care. UMBR, but, it's it's yeah. the
1: kind of thing where it's like, you know, if you're still getting bent out of shape about are are sports athletes real athletes? You know, grow up. Who cares?
0: And maybe because I'm a calm major, I just know the value of words and the strength of them. Either way, so <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you don't know. You're just the numbers guy. Um, all right. So so if you're a Claude Nine fan, you're feeling kind of bummed maybe yeah and, and, and hopefully in a second we can hear from some cloud nine fans on the call because i'd be interested to know how they're feeling
1: yeah definitely uh we can start going ahead i'll start perusing here looking for um
0: well while you're perusing here's maybe the best way to uh because i know people did want us to talk a little bit more about the rosters really quickly give me your thoughts on clg Rainover and biofrost coming in
1: uh this one's also pretty, pretty tough. I mean, you're, you're definitely getting an upgrade at jungle. I mean, even though Omar and Dardoch probably didn't look too much worse than Rainover, and at points you could even say they look better. I think just having a stable jungler is great for them. And I like, I like Biofrost. I think he's really, really good. Uh, it's just a question of can CLG adapt to no longer having Aphromoo's voice in the team, which like Darshan is really vocal. I've heard who he's pretty vocal as well. Um, so maybe they have enough shot calling chops to to fix it. And I would say that Biofrost was mechanically probably better than than Afro okay.
0: Um
1: at at like that point.
0: Yeah, I mean group. Afro. I think a lot of people weren't praising his mechanical skills last year.
1: Yeah, he's he's been on a slow downward yeah. trend on mechanics for a little while now, and I think he's still great. He's still a great player. It sucks to lose him. I don't think Biofrost will do as well unless the, the rest of the team can kind of pick up around him. But I, I could see a world where, you know, Bio plays Bard and it looks a lot better than Afro's Bard.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we've got that. Then what else? I'm trying to think of what other big stuff. Uh, there's just so much, so it's hard to All
1: let, right. Let's so, do this thing so before let me, we call let me, somebody in. You know, let me, before we go to the calls, once again, people who are typing, I would like to give my thoughts on the C9 roster and why I dislike it. Give me more. you know what is what do you why don't I could get you on the show? I have no idea what you're gonna say. Which part do you not like? Tell me you think Sven sucks. Tell me you think this. it's It's easier to pull you guys in if I know what your thoughts are before. you know, so don't be afraid to be over the top in chat. That's what I want to see.
0: We also have a couple subs that you can see in the subs voice chat. If you are a sub, make sure you link your we're we're starting. We're beginning to figure out how to get the sub stuff working with Discord. So make sure you link your your discord. Info with your twitch thing. There's a bit of a delay in getting it working, but uh, in the future Hopefully we'll have some good system in place for subs and then uh, the last thing I'd say mark before we grab people I am curious based off of what we have we know so far and the the pretty confirmed rumors How would you rank top four? NA and do you think that there's a close top five because everybody I know feels like there's like it's pretty much TSM team liquid cloud nine and clg everybody feels like that seems to be the strong teams so first off do you agree those are the four and if so how would you rank them um
1: what is the apollo hakuho lira uh other two members again
0: um i'm looking it's... at the there's a thread on oh uh it's... clutch it's solo lira Febivin, or Febiven. however how you want everyone to say it apollo yeah. hakuho and david lem coaching Mm. And and so Lyra, Apollo and Hako are are pursuing or whatever, and all this stuff I think is not uh, is unannounced.
1: Yeah, right, right. But that's that's the hypothetical one. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's mostly the four that you mentioned. Okay. I would take TSM first. Still, I would probably take TL second, and then C9 and then CLG.
0: Yeah, I do the same. I put C9 and CLG as a toss up. Let uh, me pull up that that Reddit thread real quick that yeah, has. I'll, I'll link it. That's what I'm looking at right now. I'll just link it in the Discord for you. Sure. And uh, I'll link it in Twitch chat for everybody else who wants to kind of follow along. We're going to be taking calls in just a moment. Uh, Would love to hear from Cloud Nine fans who are upset about it or are excited about it. Uh, anybody else who has any thoughts? If you are a, a fo- some somebody following one of the other teams that we didn't mention in those top four. And you think that your team is going gonna have the chance to really make it big? Would love to to hear from you?
1: Maybe 100 Thieves has a chance with the s- supposed Cody Sun and Afro going in that bot lane, right? Yeah. Someday is really good. I think Rio's really hit or miss. I liked mostly what I saw in spring out of him and that summer, it sounds like the whole team sucked and he just completely lost motivation. And yeah. I think that reflects badly on him, of course, but if he finds his fire again, he's back with Prawley.
0: I think you're also you have no idea what Medios is going to bring to the table because he's like I so think... hot and cold. How dedicated is he to being in the LCS? Is he just doing this because you know it's a big paycheck? Uh, you'd like to think he's he's going to be the Medios that carried C9 in the past, but you, you don't really know.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think there are a lot of question marks still with that team that would make me more hesitant than any of the other four already in yeah. there.
0: Okay, so everybody's heard a bunch of our opinions. Why don't you guys talk to us? Give us your thoughts on this stuff, uh, Mark. You want to go down and and check out, do a little bit of a, a test with our our first guest. Sure. Okay. Uh, anyway, I want to give a couple shout outs uh, during the break while he's figuring that stuff out to uh, a couple of the people. Let's see if we can um, pull up my feed here. Of we've got a couple new subs tonight. Uh, we got Doctor Manhattan, uh, Panda Poon Star, Efish, Little Asian Thirty Three and uh, we'll get to the rest in a second but first off we got cold grave on the show cold grave how's it going where are you calling from
2: um calling from wisconsin currently
0: oh is it i imagine it's pretty pretty cold there right now
2: it's actually not as cold as i'm used to because i'm from the upper peninsula of michigan and <laughs> okay I can hit like negative 40 there so yeah it's, all right it's pretty chill very good
0: well it's pretty chill indeed uh so what do you think of the season? what do you want to talk to us about
2: I kind of don't understand why people are bashing Svenskeren quite as much as they are. Like, he had a really unfortunate world run, but kind of everyone in TSM did. And I... I mean, the only person who really, I guess, seemed okay and, like, completely comfortable was maybe Biofrost and Haunter at times, although his wave management was questionable. Yeah. Um... I- continue.
1: Uh, I was going to say, so I think Sven's getting it too hard. You're a C9 fan. Are, how do you feel overall about the offseason changes with both Impact and Contracts leaving, getting Licorice and Sven? Do you feel better or worse about this team?
2: I, I don't know, because Licorice has been really good in the challenger scene, and I know he's a really talented player. But, of course, losing Impact is pretty big. But then I have to remember Impact kind of had a bit of a slump in last split. Uh, I think a lot of the the analysts were rating them in like bottom tier top laners there for a while. Um, so I, I'm not really sure how the top lane is going to go. It, it could go either way. Um, I don't think that Svenskeren is necessarily a downgrade from contracts if Svenskeren can actually perform.
0: Coldgrave, do you think that there's a chance that part of the reason C9 fans are upset is because they expected really big moves from Cloud Nine, and this kind of feels like, oh well, we just like the jungler that TSM didn't want.
2: Yeah, I, I can kind of, I can definitely get that. Um, it kind of feels like C Nine, quote unquote, lost the off season while all these other teams uh, made these really big picks in uh, imports. But I've kind of been a fan of like the the core C Nine roster. For a while, I, I know Jensen's always incredible, uh, sneaky, um, usually top 2, top 3 AD carry, and Smoothie, before Ole came in, everyone was touting him as the best support in NA. Um, I do still think this C9 roster can do pretty crazy things, and if Licorice steps up and Svenskeren goes back to his like early TSM SK gaming form, where he's just allowed to go nuts on things like... Kane, uh, Lee Sin, or even Rek'Sai, um, I think we'd see a pretty uh, interesting C9 roster this split. Yeah,
1: I, I just... can see that, potentially. But here's here's the concern. is uh, you know, If you followed the challenger scene, Licorice looked great when he was in there, but his promo tourneys were not very impressive at all. Uh, he got bested by Lorlo and things like that. And I think Lorlo's a fine like mid-to-low-tier LCS player. But that's potentially what you're getting. Whereas, yes, Impact has had those Brian. times where he looks bad. But come playoffs come gauntlet runs come worlds he's looking like one of the best tops in north america every single
2: time yeah yeah i'm looking at chat all the people i i don't understand the tsm turning junglers into ward bots things it's it's hilarious even coming from like a non tsm fan i don't i don't understand why people seem to think that tsm just turns people into uh, oh they can only ward they they lose all their mechanics yeah that's one of the stupidest things circulating reddit right now yeah like guaranteed I
1: would agree with that a little bit but do you think who do you think has a better season contracts or Sven or Mike Young
2: oh that's that's tough cuz it's really easy to look incredible on a roster that's been struggling and you come in and suddenly there's this surge. so Mike Young got all that hype but I remember a lot of players where there was kind of a slump, and then they came in and they did really, really well. Do you guys remember, uh, I think it was for one game, Team Liquid jinth was, like, super hyped up?
3: Yeah,
0: I remember that. <laughs> yeah, Team Liquid that always kinda... has has people hyped up. Hey, either way, Coldgrave, I want to thank you for calling in. Uh, we got to get to another caller here in a second, but uh, appreciate hearing your thoughts on what's going on with C9. Yeah,
2: thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, Great. how's it going?
1: Uh, Travis, what do, what do you think? Who do you think has the best season between those three junglers?
0: Well, it was it was Contracts, Mike Young and and Sven.
1: Sven, yeah, so
0: Well, Contracts is supposedly on Guardians, which is going to be a rough time for him. Uh probably and I I think Mike Young because and I think Mike Young is overrated. But I also think that TSM is just going to have a, a better environment and it's going to set them up. And so much of how good you look in League of Legends is based on where you're at. You know, Lyra maybe speci- being the exception.
1: Yeah, especially with jungle, it's so dependent on your laners and stuff. And I yeah. think contracts, despite probably being the best of those three, is going to potentially look the worst. Yeah. Just because there's so such little fire firepower on Golden Guardians.
0: Yeah. I think at some point in time Skipper wants to come on the show. I don't know if we need to have her uh, as the next guest, but at some point in time, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, grill.
1: It's your show, man. Is tell it? Me
0: when to... It's our you... show, Mark. All right,
1: you tell me when to bring her on. I'm grab,
0: just grab, <laughs> grab, grab our next guest. Uh, read off some more subs. Uh, all right, so where were we? Uh, Rafter Andreas reset for three months. Harry Toe Two reset for three months. Uh, he said the war is over. Teams are set. Where is Afremu? I don't know. Either way, AJ is joining us right now. How's it going, AJ, where are you from?
4: Uh, friendly CLG Canadian, back again.
0: Okay, yeah, good Good to hear from you again. Whereabouts in Canada are you, if you, you can remember? Uh, I'm in Abbotsford, which is like an hour away from Vancouver. That's right, that's right. Okay, so what what do you got for us? What are your thoughts on the offseason?
4: So I was looking at Echo Fox's roster, and it looks like looks really stupid because
0: because <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, okay, well, we should say no, nothing's been announced yet from them I believe
1: but the, the, okay. the hypothetical Echo Fox roster for people who yeah. don't know is Huni, dardok Phoenix, Alltech, and Adrian.
0: Okay sorry to interrupt you why is it stupid AJ?
4: Uh, well, I think the bot lane is probably fine or the bot lane is probably not I'm really concerned with firstly Phoenix and dardok because unless I'm mistaken they were like the two like two of the biggest clashes in the Team Liquid spectacle from like a year ago or a year and a half ago that was kind of a joke. Yeah. And so I I don't know, like that could explode again, you never know. And then if Hooney comes in, like he's a pretty strong opinion and voice, like I could see those three just like exploding and just like destroying Echo Fox. I don't know. It just seems like a disaster waiting to happen.
0: Yeah, I agree. It looks like a very Echo Fox roster. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask me. And uh and yeah I mean I you don't believe you don't buy into the Rick Fox is going to sit down with his decades of athletic experience and turn Dardok into a reformed Tyler 1 type character?
1: How can I teach these kids Yeah.
0: I, don't, I I. You know what? I. I thought I could
4: give Dardick a chance because I'm a CLG fan, right? I thought I could give him a chance when he came to CLG, and Afro was like the veteran leader. who was gonna like turn his career around and stuff. And then it just like he thought it was going well, and then it's like all of a sudden, yeah. So you oh, know, G- he's he's not doing anything. So AJ,
0: do you think that there is value? And if you are a good jungler, just hang out, streaming, taking the beginning of the split off, and then waiting till whatever Dardock's team, is, <laughs> oh oh, team, is on. <laughs> Waiting till they get desperate enough and then demanding all the money to join their team and save them.
4: Uh, I don't know. I just I I feel like Dardock just drags the team down every time he's on a team. Except for like he's got he's got his occasional games where he pops off. But they're like it's only on like twenty percent of the games or something like that and and like the other eighty percent
0: he's just like. Not there, yeah. Yeah, so, so
1: talk to me a little bit about the Phoenix pickup, because uh, I'm someone who I think the community probably thinks is a and hater. I mean, even on the last episode, you know, Kelby and I were talking and I was saying, I don't even know if Froggen is, like, that kind of superstar, get this guy and build your team around him guy anymore. But I have yeah. a hard time understanding why Phoenix would be that guy either, because a lot of their strengths and weaknesses are, are pretty, pretty similar, where they're both very strong laning players, don't always have the best team play. Um, I think Phoenix might be a little bit more of a playmaker than Froggen, but he's also a lot more volatile uh, than Froggen is. And um, like you said, I don't think Froggen and Dardock would have worked, but Phoenix and Dardock uh, in the breaking point <laughs> thing, Phoenix wasn't a huge problem. It was mostly Piglet and uh, Dardok mm-hmm. and Loco, that kind of triangle duking it out. But yeah. but Phoenix wasn't, you know, wasn't perfect either.
4: Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like. The, the challenger series, and there was like times where Phoenix was just like styling on people. Like, like he has some good mechanics, but I mean that's challenger. But I, I think basically he's just like a a discount Froghan kind of where he's got some mechanics and skills, but he kind of lacks the team play a little bit. He probably doesn't have the Froghan, and not that Froghan is obviously that great at shot calling with mid priority and all that. But uh yeah, I don't know. He just seems like a bit of a downgrade from. Frogan, and I think uh, I think Echo Fox is looking to build around someone other than a Frogan, I guess, and maybe they're going for Hooney there, maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah, we'll see.
1: Hard to say. I, I think I think Hooney's not gonna be a problem in terms of a like attitude or anything like that. I can I see think... maybe other people on his team getting frustrated with some of his picks or something, but I don't
4: yeah. think he himself would be the problem. Yeah I think Hooney's less of a problem probably than the other
0: two. Well, AJ, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, it was oh. good chatting with you. Hope hope Canada's going okay for you, and uh, hope CLG <laughs> for you has a good season next year.
4: Yeah, thanks. Yeah,
0: hey uh, Mark, before you go to the next next caller, mm-hmm. uh, of which I've moved Skipper into the room, we can she can be after this next one. Uh, but okay. you know, we brought up breaking point, and we you mentioned Loco. I want to ask you a question. So the we we haven't talked about Guardians, but mm-hmm. supposedly Loco is coaching it. And while I think Lorlo contracts definitely, Matt, they all seem like pretty chill dudes, so it's funny that we might, and again, this is all the rumored stuff, it's funny that we might see Loco return to a team with Matt. I remember a couple scenes where Matt's just like, Loco. What's,
1: what's going on here? What's
0: going on? Uh, but I am very curious your thoughts about High and LocoDoco, because I feel like those are two strong personality types. High is, I think, very used to just being in control, of I mean I don't know what, you know, his relationship was like with his coaches in the past, but I feel like with High it's always been he knows the best and it's his way or the highway. I feel like the same thing with Logodoko. I expect these two to have big clashes. I'm curious about your thoughts.
1: You know, I think I think High does have this kind of strong opinion on like the plays that they go for and stuff like that, but I haven't really heard too many things about him being particularly hard to work with outside the game. Uh, in terms of like working through their problems and stuff like that, yeah. I've actually I heard mean, him
0: and Medios ran into problems supposedly.
1: Yeah, but uh, uh, you know, supposedly, I don't know. Medios feels like he's bumped into problems with a lot of his mid laners. Like he and Jensen had similar beefs from hmm. from you know what they've said about each other, um, and a lot of mid laners typically have small beefs with their junglers. Um, and I haven't heard too much with High other than the, the Medios thing and like some behind the scenes stuff of him and Lemon arguing. But arguments always happen in the game, so. I'm not quite sure how it'll work with Loco, um, but it, it could easily be the kind of thing where this team just struggles to win, and then, like, that always sours it, just because, I mean, this team this team lacks so much firepower in, in most positions, in, just in terms of, like, raw carry potential, you know?
0: Yeah. All right, well, uh, you want to move on to our next guest?
1: Uh, yes, let me go make sure he's all right.
0: Yeah. I am unblocking the person in Twitch chat who said that I mistakenly blocked them on Twitter. Uh, hopefully, they'll be able to recover from the tough couple of months or however long. Uh, we've got uh, Travis the Unknown, used 10 bits. That was great. That Increasing my coffers a ton. I am Cleve, four months says, Hey, Travis, thanks for the four months. Uh, Rousing Goblin uh, subbed. Sir Cattle subbed. Nerf Chattel. And uh, we're joined right now by Khan. Khan, uh, how's it going? Where are you calling from?
5: That's going pretty good. I'm calling from Idaho. 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 How's Idaho? Boring.
0: Yeah, I figured. The only thing I know is potatoes. That's that's pretty much that. Was it corn idea, or right?
1: potatoes?
5: It's, it's pretty much all of the above. Okay. You know?
1: uh, so offline TV just opened a P.O. box. Would you mind shipping some corn and potatoes to us just so we could get a sample? What it's like. I mean,
5: I could try, but it's kind of out of season. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well,
0: he also probably doesn't live on a farm. <laughs>
5: no i don't
0: yeah. i
6: thought idaho was a far i thought the whole state was just
0: you know the great thing about this show is we learn so much about north American states and cities and provinces et cetera. con uh what do you have for us
5: so i was just i kind of was talking about how i think tsm's just roster changes are at best a side grade if not a, you know a downgrade in some areas and why i think they might be at risk of like not making finals and maybe not even making worlds and this year,
0: okay. So why?
5: I think the big thing is it kind of bounces off the first guy, but I think Mike Young is a downgrade from Sven. Um, say what? Like you know, Mike Young was rookie of the split last year, but besides his Nidalee plays, like once it kind of went to like a tank meta and stuff, his pathing and everything just fell off, and that was like a that was a Phoenix one team that was a top three team in an A the split before, and I think jungle is a super important. You know position for teams to succeed especially in the early game and if TSM's having trouble getting a jungler like Svenskeren to do proper stuff you know can we expect Mike Young to succeed at all you know in the jungle
0: but he's got that new fresh blood and energy and that aggressive playstyle right
5: true um, but it like I said his only major successes was kind of on Italy last like last
1: split yeah Work. Yeah, well, how much how much do you think plays into that just because P1 fell apart? Like, they were they were a building on fire uh, all of summer split. Spring split, things started to go south. They started swapping their supports up. They started swapping their junglers up. Things are all over the place. Players don't know who's starting. You know, it sounds like there's complete miscommunication between coaching staff and players. Um, Ryu got completely unmotivated to the point where he's just like, take me out of the fucking game, bro. I don't care. Um and a lot of that doesn't feel like, oh, man, Mike Young should have fixed all that. Uh, so I have, I have a hard time saying that, like, you know, I, I agree his Nidalee was his best thing and came in and revitalized them for a little bit. But once the honeymoon phase ended with that team, Mike Young isn't that good that he's going to save that. So I, I don't put too much of the second half of the split on on Mike Young.
0: So is it really well, just Mike Young that's got you concerned?
1: I, well,
5: well, one, I think Sven and with the, the whole new roster is going to be interesting to see how they handle everything. And plus, there's always that, like... They brought in Song as a coach, but the last time TSM brought in, like, somebody to actually be a coach, that guy ended up leaving after
1: one split.
0: You talking what? about Woodbuck? Yeah, are you talking about Woodbuck?
1: Are you comparing yeah. Woodbuck and Song? I'm going to have to stop you right there, my friend, because one guy was at highest, like, a plat player who had no had no experience coaching – in League of Legends and was brought in to do that, whereas Song was a pro player who then has coached many teams successfully, reaching the world stage, I think, every time for a team he was on, aside from my the, biggest, the my,
5: my biggest thing, thing is not shoot. as much about well, – I think Song is a great coach, obviously. The big question is always Reginald. How is he going to handle stuff? Yeah, even I think he that's fair. Everything, like, the minute something goes wrong, you have Reggie stepping in and basically telling the coach his way is not right. Like when you're watching TSM Legends, you're watching you know all their stuff and all the players. They're all talking about how Reggie's kind of taking over the coaching role when it matters. Is like, is Song gonna do okay with that? Like, is that just gonna cause more drama? And, and I actually
0: that- do, I do feel like that's maybe an okay assessment mark because I do think that one of the questions is is Andy helping or hurting? And no, I don't even know if Andy or TSM or anybody knows can can answer this question completely because it does seem like. You know, the age-old story of TSM slumps, and then halfway through the split, Reggie shows up, and then they they figure stuff out again. But it also, like, there are a lot of concerns, I think, about the, like, Andy is very involved every time they get to the international stage, and then they plummet. So how how much help from Andy is too much? And And how
1: much is TSM reaching the international stage and not being as great as
0: people believe? Sure, sure. So, so it's that's hard to
1: that's say. my thing is uh, anytime you bump into problems around TSM, it's always the international stage for the most part, which is uh, pretty interesting to me um, because you know theoretically we're the uh, fourth weakest region, uh, and there's no reason TSM can't do what C9 does for sure and, and get out of groups. Uh, but uh, I, I also think I, like
5: other teams in the region got a lot better when, with this roster change. I know like the last guy thinks Echo Fox is like a disaster waiting to happen. But I see that team, they're either going to be a disaster or they're going to be
1: that top two or three team in the league.
0: Do you think there's yeah. a chance Echo Fox well, is going to be well, a top two or before, before three? Before we get
1: too off topic about how great <laughs> Echo Fox is going to be, I just want to say I, I've talked to TSM uh, like staff and people like that about the Reggie effect, and, and they think for the most part he's he's useful. They don't think he like steps on their toes. Some of them admit that like it's hard to say, but they don't feel like my authority is undermined or whatever. It's usually they want to talk to Reggie, and he's great in small bursts. Um, but if he's like... There too often it can, it can be a little overbearing, so maybe it is true when they reach international stage he's there too much, um, but I don't think that there's at least internally at TSM been that sentiment that it's it's too bad.
0: Yeah. Well, either way, I don't want to go into this Echo Fox craziness with you, Kon, because I just don't. I, don't <laughs> I, I think, just think
1: that, I, I think they they're
5: either they're going to be a disaster, or they're going to be a top team. I think that's the only two things they're going to be.
0: I think I think there's a chance Echo Fox could go on a good spree and look good for a bit, but I don't. I don't have much faith in that team staying together. Do, do you mean like with Dardoch or after they replaced Dardoch inevitably later on in the season?
5: Maybe after. You know what, <laughs> what I'm curious is if you sat down with TSM because it feels like the roster was almost decided way in advance because a lot of the stuff that was leaked almost two or three weeks before the free agency happened, that whole roster got confirmed. Yeah. I wonder, thinking back, did they even know that Contracts was gonna go to a different team? I'm sure put- they we- did. That's, I,
1: that's the biggest question mark in the entire free agency for me. Is what happened between Contracts and C9, and, and like why why he left?
5: Because I feel like TSM would have pick, picked up Contracts over Mike Young.
1: I would have thought so too. You know, I think Contracts looked great from the outside. Who knows what was going on behind the scenes?
0: I don't know. I mean, I just think uh, I I assume. I assume TSM opted out of contracts because they, they must have known that he was going to become free because I just feel like Andy and Jack talked to each other enough and are, are good enough friends that they would have had this conversation. So we're going off base. Either way, yep. Con, yeah. appreciate the call. Hold it down in the, the potato state or the corn state. We don't know. And I uh, hope, yeah. hope to talk to you in the future.
1: <laughs> <Yep>.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, so next up, uh, you, you
1: you can drag her down.
0: Okay, I mean I we don't. You want to even test? I don't even. She's not. Uh, I, I, heard, I heard I heard
1: before. I ever muted. Okay. Let me unmute her.
0: Um, either way, I I don't know. We're we're maybe stalling a little bit on the Nick Allen thing because I haven't heard from him yet. So we'll find out. But we'll, Nick? we'll yeah. Nick, we, take next caller. So next, oh I have her muted too. Why is she mute? Oh there we go.
1: No, she was
0: just muted. Yeah. Alright, so we've got Skipper on the line. Calling from where?
7: I'm calling from Los Angeles, California.
0: Okay. You're a little loud. I'm gonna turn you down. Yeah, uh, me too. But where where what do you got for us, Skipper?
8: How many questions can I ask?
0: You've got one. And it's can not I a guess- question, it's like a you're you, supposed to make you an have assertion.
7: Alright. I have an opinion? Yes. <laughs> okay my opinion is that i think that double lift had to go to
8: their team liquid retirement home because he failed to get tsm out of groups
0: okay so you're are you saying that tsm decided that double lift sucked and so he's going to the retirement home why do you think tl are you aware of tl's full roster
7: Yes, and so going on that note, I
8: think Steve bought Double Doublelift's contract after Reggie kicked him off just to get his fans excited about his fourth place team.
0: Okay, so you're suggesting that this is just a popularity play, and that Doublelift sucks.
8: Yeah, he's trash.
0: Okay, uh, and and so is your suggestion that that Steve is just acquiring talent for entertainment purposes.
7: Exactly that.
0: Okay. Uh, do you want to elaborate on this at all? Uh, no. Okay.
8: I think I, I made my point.
0: Okay. Very good. Well, it was great having you go on the show, Skipper. Uh, hopefully you'll call again far in the distant, distant future. Okay. So we got Nick Allen, uh, messaging me on Skype. So we're going to mute exploit really quickly and go to a quick break. And when we get back, we'll have Nick Allen, the CEO of CLG, on to talk about.
1: Can we can we maybe bump him ne- to next week for for more Skipper?
0: No, no more Skipper. Uh, we will right. be back, we and we are back. Just joined officially by Nick Allen, the CEO, uh, Grand Poobah <laughs> of CLG. Hello. He had a, a what? long play and a fine CLG to the point where they were on the border of bankruptcy. Had to take investment what? from an outside company that he would so, later get hired by so that he could run it.
1: So no, hostile he, takeover. He he, he fined like them so and... bad that it was basically like he was paying himself so they just added him to the company. Yeah. Right. Now I'm still the dividends, you know.
0: They're still <laughs> there. All right. So Nick Al, do you want to explain who you are and what you do for those that don't know?
9: Yeah, sure. I am the COO of Wow, Travis, are you echoing? Is He's that echoing you? a little bit. Yeah. And Mark you just
1: deal with that you don't even like say anything you know he's a special boy and sometimes you, you pick your battles
9: listen I come and I I put on the pink light and I get ready for the show and you echo
1: like Jesus <laughs> dude this is the what? kind of no-nonsense attitude I expect out of you when you're on CLG yeah exactly yeah
9: that's, that's definitely not my personal relationship with with Travis at all uh wow mark this is what you put up with yeah it's funny last week i tuned in i'll get to me in a second i got i got a few things to say first just, you know i tuned in last week and i was like look at the color scheme look at the marketing that's going on for the show wow travis really really goes all out. and then the first 15 minutes of the streamer him just trying to get everything working just like, <laughs> can't get, everything's broken nothing changes travis <laughs> Some things always stay the same.
0: So, Nick, would you like to talk a little bit about what you do at CLG for those that don't know?
9: Sure. Uh, I am the COO, Chief Operating Officer of of CLG, and I oversee uh, the business side of the company. Okay. And so, um, everything from revenue and merchandising and sponsorships and content Ooh, I'm I'm fading out I'm fading back in uh yeah I oversee all of those things
0: nice very yeah. good well we we're, we're we're hopeful that you can talk a little bit about your roster we'll maybe talk to you for a little bit and then we'll take some calls from people but we can yep. start off by just asking why do you hate Afromu
9: oh yeah that's a good question I love Afromu uh yeah tough tough week for clg um we're all really big fans of of zach um the free agency period was aggressive and provided a lot of opportunity for a lot of players um and though i'm not sure where zach and where afro moves going um and I really wish he was you know, still with the team in a lot of ways. Uh, I'm excited to see where he lands and, and, and what he does going forward. I'm sure he has a really big opportunity in front of him.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Mark, I don't know if you want to hop in here with any questions.
1: Yeah, so I think a lot of the things that fans are concerned about from a yeah. gameplay perspective, of course, is who's going to kind of fill that void that he had. I know Darshan and who he had been, you know, people have said that they're vocal and that they can step up and do it but how much are you expecting out of the two new guys in Rainover and uh um Biofrost and that kind of stuff.
9: Yeah, good question and I think I'm I'm mildly to moderately equipped to answer the question but I think a big part of it is we're going to understand once once Bio and Rainover get in the dynamic of the team and understanding, you know, who's playing what roles. So Zach uh did affirm did a lot of uh of the late game shot calling um and a lot of the early game was a little bit back and forth between him and then uh the jungle um so we're gonna it's a little bit of wait and see so who he has a lot of experience shot calling um we think he's going to be stepping up in a big way and how that sort of coexists with rain i think is is something that we're going to figure out in the next You know, once they get into the house and over the next couple couple to few weeks before the start of the season, Um, it's not like an easy transition by any means. It's not like we're bringing in someone who's filling the exact role that Zach uh, filled, Um, but we feel confident in our ability with with the new guys, with uh, with our head coach, Tony, and his strategic mind being able to put uh really good shot calling together and so we're we're pretty fired
10: up
0: about it yeah who is making whenever we see these changes happening where wh- how is the decision making process going behind the scenes and sort of who's involved with it at clg
9: um and this is in regards to like the player stuff. yeah yeah
0: roster changes and that kind of thing like yeah, how yeah did biofrost end up on the roster and that kind of thing
9: yeah it's a team effort and so we we spend a lot of time we have like a a spreadsheet that has a bunch of information on it, and like depth charts around players and how they, how they, what their skills and their strengths are, and how they're going to fit in with our current roster. So we evaluate the field super broadly, uh, and then we make decisions based on who we think again is going to be the best for our team, who's going to fit in with our roster, our culture, right, and how our, how our team communicates and how they they play with each other. Um, and so it's myself, it's a lot of um, of Tony, and it's a lot of Matt. Nashua, um, who's our director of eSports, helping to drive like, you know, who who are our top prospects, who are we really lo- really looking to, to bring in? And then it starts to become a little bit of like divide and conquer. Like we, I'm talking to some teams and Matt's talking to some teams to understand like players that are available, like, you know, what are people looking to, what moves are they looking to make? How do we sort of be in a good spot as, you know, if like TSM brings in a new bot lane, right, there's going to be... and and as a result, a new jungler, there's going to be like a, a waterfall of effect across the league and trying to understand how these things are going to play out and how to position CLG in the best spot possible. Yeah. And so it is a lot of, it's, it's way more work than I think one person can handle because you have to do so much research. You have to have so, do so much communication with all these other teams to understand uh, what the right move is.
1: And uh, kind of along that, working with Tony, this is your first time like working with him directly, right?
9: yeah yeah so uh he i mean he was relatively new to clg um or he wasn't like as as sort of forward-facing i guess or sort of outspoken as he when i was around working at riot um though like a decent amount um but yeah this is the first time i've gotten to like really work deeply with him and understand how he thinks about the game how he thinks about building the team uh strategy and that sort of thing but it's only been you know a couple months up to this point
1: Right. So, how how's it been with him? Because he's someone I think a lot of the community holds in high regard as potentially the best North American coach, at least domestic coach. Yeah. Um, you know, some people would say Song or Reaper above him, but uh, at least a lot of people hold him in high regard. Is is that something where you're like, yeah, Tony's one hundred percent the guy. We love this guy one hundred percent.
9: Yeah, it's interesting being in my position because part of it. Is about trust, right? Like he knows way more about the game than I can ever begin to imagine. And there's some things that I can sort of poke holes in, which is like logic and systems and how he structures his team and what he's prioritizing. But at the end of the day, he's going to be the one that says, like, these guys are good for our team and these are the reasons why. And some of those things I get, and a lot of reasons, like, you know, I'm, I was a gold level player at best. I'm not going to, I'm just, barely going to understand what he's saying so a lot of it is trust but the way that he thinks about things his logical approach how he thinks about more than just the game itself but all the macro things outside of the game like communication and mindset and systems and process and motivation and discipline all of these things he holds in a super high regard so i've actually been really impressed coming in talking to him about just his level of knowledge around the game but also how to form and shape five guys into something that's cohesive and uh, well-oiled and just works really well together and so um yeah it is like top to bottom the way that he thinks about the game and the way he thinks about the team is pretty is pretty incredible
0: hey z raider x and twitch chat asks do players get any input into roster changes or is it all decided by a team staff
9: You know, I think it's different team to team. Um, But we do like talk to the players about who they think is good. Who do they think is going to mesh well? Um, They they definitely have some input uh, into the overall decisions. Uh, And it's just like making sure that one, they're not like taken off guard. I think a lot of time by like who we're going to be bringing in. But they also have valuable contributions to make. And so they you know, they it's different. Player to player and team to team. but for us, it is like a hey. What do you think about this? Like, is this a right move? Like, who would you be prioritizing? What are the things that you think are important for the way that we as a team approach the game and how we as a how we're formed and the processes and the systems we have? Who will fit in well to this? Uh, and um, and so there there is definitely input there too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So one of my questions has to do a little bit about CLG before you got there last year. They they did like this boot camp at some training facility i don't remember and they they really pushed healthy body healthy mind healthy person yeah 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 yeah, kind of thing uh how much do you buy into that kind of idea as you know you know obviously it's good to be healthy i'm not saying that but in terms of how much is worth putting into a system like that and how much is just you know nitty-gritty play a lot of league of legends and where do you think you guys are going to try and allocate all your resources
9: yeah good question um the like the the Physical performance, like the mentality, the um, self-improvement uh, aspects of CLG culture, or something that I I believe in deeply and is really embedded deeply within within CLG. Um, I think like we've seen results of players, and this is you know I guess I'm new two months right, but coming in and talking to folks about how they choose to use their time, we've seen players perform better perform longer have a better mentality when they are really physically fit and on top of stuff right and i think that goes both physical and mental when they feel like they're learning not only in game but out of game they just perform better they have a better mentality um now i think there is a balance to be struck of like and a big question on how much do we index in that how much do we take away from the in game for the out of game And I think that's something where I bring uh, a pretty data informed approach to a lot of decision making where we can try to strike that balance and figure out what is the right blend. Um, But I know like before and after when players are going to the gym, when they when they are just feeling better, they just they perform better. And again, I think at the end of the day, they're going to they're going to have more resilience, they're going to have more stamina, and they're just going to be better players overall. Speaking Um, of
0: speaking of health, Yep. Uh, tasty snack in the Twitch chat says Nick put on some weight since he joined CLG. Yeah. <laughs> I was just curious, do you, what do you think of that statement? Uh, I think it's true. Okay. I heard uh, you guys had the best
1: chef in the LCS.
9: We our chef is incredible. We also have some pretty good snacks, uh, and I b- haven't been getting out as much as I would like since I moved to LA. Uh,
0: okay, but on a more serious note, I want to ask you. <laughs> but thanks. I, I think you know this. Really, it's a hot topic. This is it. more on the business side, and I don't know how comfortable yeah. you are talking about this. But one thing that I feel, and I've only gotten glimpses of this from kind of talking about, or hearing people uh, out behind the scenes. Yeah. Okay. In the past, it feels like teams basically tried to acquire talent by what they thought was best for their roster, and it didn't really matter anything else because. You know, team player salaries were whatever. And, you know, everybody is probably within, you know, a hundred grand of each other maybe. So maybe last year we started to see some inflation. But this year I see a lot of of, of player and roster announcements. And a lot of people wondering why these roster uh, announcements went the way they did or why Mm -hmm. we saw rosters get built in certain different ways. And for me despite the fact that everybody understands that like TL is obviously paying a lot for talent, there's not as much discussion around like, Oh, maybe they got this roster because they have this one really expensive player and they couldn't go out and get like a ton of really expensive players Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I'm very curious as a, as a team owner, and I'm going to ask some of the other owners about this too, how much, and you know, we can talk just in generalities about the league scene in general, how much do you actually think, uh, you know, player salaries and all that stuff is playing into roster decisions? And is it very different than maybe what it was before?
9: Uh, Good question. I think there's both sides of the coin. I think you look at TL, who's gone out and seemingly, I'm not sure all the details, but invested significantly into player salaries and buyouts uh, going into uh next season um obviously money is not and budget is not a concern of theirs or at least they feel like they have the business model to sustain that type of spending and then i think you have and i'm not going to name any names i do think there's probably people in the league that are much more budget conscious that um are not going out and spending tons of money until they see some of those revenue streams start to come in right if i make one of the new teams and you know i'm i'm thinking about do i spend a million dollars or five million dollars i i worry about like how fast can i spin up Uh, My merchandising, how fast can I spin up meteorites and all these, you know, and the sponsorships too, right? Like there's a bunch of things that take a lot of work to get into. And so if I'm coming in at year one, I'm thinking maybe I slow played in year one and as I ramp these things up and then as I understand how much money I'm going to be bringing in, then I can really, uh, I'm going to really move forward with, you know, larger investments. And so I think it is, I think it's both. And I think there are some people, I also think there's different, approaches and business models i think some people uh like the brand and recognition of being number one is is above all the most important thing and then like sustainability is important for other team owners as well so i think there is there's a balance between the two um but i do think there are a lot of teams thinking about the budget as they go into this this season uh i imagine everyone if they could would want you know like a a god tier team like potentially, like, as TL is being considered. Um, but not everyone can afford to and,
0: and let's, like, it's just, by the way, for chat and Discord, if you guys can start filling up chat with questions for Nick, or oh, statements I got three, or arguments. Oh, we, okay, up. we've got a couple people already, but we're going to be going to those in just a second. The follow-up to that, though, Nick, well, but right before we go in, and, and uh, feel free, Mark, to hop down and start listening to people's sure. shit. But... Nick, do you think that owners or teams should start, like, because fans are gonna question why does the roster look like this? Mm-hmm. And in a lot of situations you have owners, in the, at least in the past, who are like, well, we really believe in these players, we believe in this lineup, there's a synergy here, there's whatever, Like, we wanna build a longstanding thing. Obviously you have situations now, or, or seemingly obvious, where budget and finances are paying a role in it. Do you think that owners and teams should start, at least in some way, even if it's kind of casually an interview, start communicating like, hey, there's a lot of reasons we did this. And by the way, it's because we're not interested in spending $5 million or whatever on a roster.
9: Yeah, you know, I think one of the things, one of the unspoken or one of the things that is sort of downplayed is, or or is talked about at least behind the scenes is like, usually fans aren't really receptive to like, oh, we didn't want to spend money in, in, in a direction, right? I think, like, the finances, while interesting, aren't, like, the most compelling reason to do or not to do things, though behind the scenes there's an entire business that needs to be run. I do think it's helpful, right? I, I do think um, the insider baseball, like, the really uh, hardcore fans, the diehards, do want to know why teams are shaping up the way that they are, how they formed, what are the strategies, and I think – talking about the finances is one way or one strategy to discuss but there's a lot of different things to discuss in that in that uh in that discussion right including like communication culture um systems strategy like do we need a more cerebral player um in a specific position or do we need a more mechanically talented player and how they complement other players on the team so i think there's a lot of different things to talk about but i i personally think it's valuable and i we plan to in the future being forward with like th- this is why and how we've built the organization or built the team what do we prioritize how do we land where we are
0: yeah okay cool well i think it's time to ask questions or bring people in to, to chat with nick super fascinated to how, see how this goes uh, and what what happens with Nick? Either way, our right. first guest so is Ninja. Before we hop into
1: that, uh, oh, just sure. remember, everybody, if you want to talk to Nick, ask him a question, pout about Afro not being here anymore, whatever it is, just make sure you uh you, you put it in the Discord. Um, if you want to do exclamation point Discord, to figure out how to join. All that is in the Twitch chat. Anyways, yeah. there you go,
0: Travis. And right now we're joined by Ninja Sirs. Ninja Sirs, where are you calling from? I'm calling from New Zealand. From New oh, Zealand. Wow. All right, Nick. The first first conversation from New Zealand, Ninja. What did you want to talk to Nick about? I'd like to talk about how CRG just lost F. Any one of the CLG. Oh, we're losing you, Ninja. Can you? repeat yeah, that again? It was really I'd like, talk, I'd like to talk about how um, afro just left CLG, and he was a huge part of CLG's marketing to a point with streaming and videos. Right. So what? So what is your specific question for him? Is CLG going to look to pump more streamers into the? So I think the the question I, is Nick, like with with Aframu being such a big personality and identity of like CLG's yeah. marketing and and all that stuff, how are you going to sort of address the gap that he's he's lost or you know gotcha. has, has left?
9: Yeah, I think we've been pretty fortunate to be bringing in a couple uh charismatic and personable players in bio and rainover um, you know I think top priority for us above all else is winning um, it's like it's obviously like the most important thing and there is a lot of value in the marketing and the relatability of players and we definitely think that's something that we need to continue to grow in and expand in and, and improve on um, and so I think the best way, to market our players is to win and that's what we're prioritizing but beyond that we're ramping up um you know our content organization our content strategy uh we put out some really cool stuff for um our our roster announcement and our farewell to to zach and so i think that and we're continuing to expand how we you know market our players how they are strategic in the ways and the times that they stream and create YouTube content. So we're going to be doing a lot of work to help them be as visible as possible. And we're going to win an uh, ALCS and we're going to grow t- tons of fans. And we're going to have a huge following as it relates to that. And that's going to help too. Um, it's it's undeniable that Afro uh, AfroMu was a big part of our our brand and is a big part of like. You know the bloodline of clg um and again like we we do wish him the best going forward but we do feel good about the guys that are bringing in how they're going to do in front of a camera uh how they're going to fit in with the clg culture and how they're going to promote that going forward so i think uh this is a long-winded answer to we have a lot of cool things planned in content and marketing to help uh really level up the guys that we've brought in we feel we feel excited about it
0: cool thanks ninja service for the call and uh hopefully the the oceanic internet gets better.
11: <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, Zixlaw and Twitch chat says, when we were considered our roster, we really found that we wanted more people that enjoy karaoke. So <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's just going to be more CLG singing, right, right. karaoke, uh, that kind of thing. Also, Emily Rand is saying that Chinese teams have found great success by marketing uh, pets and creating stuff around <laughs> pets. So could, could we see CLG get a pet in the future?
9: Uh, no comment. No, I'm comment. To, okay. I'm allergic to cats, though. Oh, so you're you know. allergic to cats? Yeah. I'm sorry, okay. guys. So no if you
0: them. do get a pet, it's going to be a dog. That's not true. Okay.
9: What, what other legal animals can you Ferrets?
1: have? Parrots. Yeah, it's going to be all a right. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping.
9: Okay.
0: <laughs> we, we got we Washer were ready joining to go for a call. little bit, but Jesus. Yes, <laughs> Washer, where are you calling from?
12: Washington D.C., where there are almost zero esports events. Okay. Yeah. Well.
0: Uh, that is did they do
12: a Mario true.
9: Kart tournament at the uh, the Rose, the Blossom uh, event? Anyway, I, uh, I what, did. What's, what
12: do you
0: got for a swatcher?
12: <laughs> I'm going to say, okay, I'll just go down my point. I'd profess this by saying I love Afro. I think he's one of the greatest of all time, and CLG will miss him. Undoubtedly, I feel yeah. sad. I felt especially sad after the post on our CLG criticizing him the last month. I'm not named names, so we know those posts. It was Travis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I like, I'm not immune from being hypercritical of CLG in the past either. Yep. That said, I think this is the best CLG roster since at least summer 2016. And I'm going to go down the roster to say why. Let's start Please. with Darshan. Please. He's pretty good. I mean, he's easily top three, top laners, or top four, depending on who you ask. He's second in goal differential and first in KDA, last split. Who he doesn't have the best landing phase, but you've seen those team fight moments. You know he's easily one of the best mids in North America. Sticks say to a lesser degree, but on his peak, he's easily the best team fighting ADC in the West. And Bio, well, he, he's pretty good. He has the second highest KDA last split. But this team is a team fighting team. They aren't really the they aren't really the best early game team. And that's where Rainover comes in. See, Rainover is the sec- is the best early game jungler in NA barring Lyra. He's the highest GD at ten and the second highest X- XP at ten among starting jugglers pa- past but he's not going to pass fifteen minutes. But this is CLG's team fighting. We can easily keep him that uh, strong and seen it. with Fnatic, Preach You've seen it. it. Yeah. So Renee Reinover leads us, brings <laughs> everything together with a good early game, and leads us to great, ba- basically amazing late game. But there are problems. Our number one problem is shot calling. Hmm. But we've learned from the best in Afro, and I'm sure Bio has learned some macro skills from being on TSM the last three splits. Mm-hmm. And of course. We also have the best coach in the LCS with Zix when his drafts aren't terrible, which is, Agreed. unfortunately, sometimes. But okay. let's look at the other teams. See, The other teams have problems, too. C9, Licorice could easily bomb. Sven okay. could easily regress. This could be the—I I might say it. This could be the year where Sneaky falls off. TSM, okay. Mike Young could be in a bad meta the entire split. He could turn to another ward bot, and Zen Miffy could clash with Bjerg because that dynamic is different. And TL— I remember I collect Sports Illustrated covers, and I remember in 2012 when the Lakers got Magic Johnson and Steve Nash, and people were hyping them up like fucking crazy. Yeah. So when and then they crashed and burned. I'm seeing the same thing with TL. I think Doublelift is the Magic Johnson, or not Magic Johnson. Uh, you know who's who's Dwight Howard. Yeah. Dwight Howard basically turned the entire team into a toxic mess, and I could see Doublelift coming out, especially reacting with some people in CLG. So that's why I think. CLG could is easily poison.
0: Washer, were you paid by Nick to come on here? Or are you a CLG <laughs> yeah, employee? Did, did, Tony,
12: did Tony write up those bullet points? Yeah,
0: I feel I like you just listed off. It's like <laughs> we're here Perfect. to talk to Nick, and you're like, "Yep, CLG's gonna win everything."
1: I appreciate uh, it. Keep going. Uh, so, so I got a question. How how much do you how much weight do you put behind KDA for why you think someone is is a great player?
12: I think for team fights is a valid statistic, but it isn't the best early game, early game statistic at all.
1: And you don't think it's at all influenced by wins?
12: I think it is, but wins are influenced by people. Uh, well, wins are what you should be striving for in the end, anyways.
1: Okay, I was just wondering because most people will contend that KDA is a, a pretty garbage stat to use when arguing about a player's uh, skill. Just,
12: just so you know, in the future. <laughs> I think it depends on. I think it depends on the argument in itself and. World.
0: Washer, how long have you been a CLG fan?
12: Uh, about since season, I've been I've been a big CLG fan since season four, casual since like season three.
0: Okay, what what did you think of the news of CLG hiring Nick Allen?
12: How I thought it was it I, I was unexpected because <laughs> we all saw the Nick Allen vibes in season with season three with the whole fine memes, but right. I mean he's definitely one of the best in the business.
0: Okay, very good. Thanks. So you've got is there do you have anything you had to say about the C L G organization? Or anything <laughs> that they <laughs> do.
12: Um I have criticisms of CLG. Um I think that their subreddit can get toxic at times. I think that some people in the back room aren't the best, but I'm not gonna name names.
0: Okay. Very good. Well at least we got some criticism uh washer do you have any questions for nick or anything you'd like to tell him any advice or something
12: keep doing what you're doing
0: okay Thanks, dude. very very good well thank you washer so much for joining that thank was you, informative i've learned so much uh have a good time and hopefully you get some esports stuff in washington dc uh cool all right so oh, you moved him the subs i think he needs to go okay
1: oh sorry i just threw it the closest one
9: yeah Yeah.
0: Uh, it was oh, intense boy. it was intense okay Nick I, uh, I liked him. Bring how much him did back. you pay that guy?
9: Bring him back. A hundred bits. Okay.
1: Nick, Nick. Bits. Do you agree that you won the offseason?
9: I think I think dollar for dollar, we have the strongest roster in the LCS, and I think we are positioned to take number one next year. So yes, we did.
1: Nick also believes they won the offseason. <laughs> now, now is the rest of the rant. Nick, go. Yeah, exactly. you, you remember it word for word? I
9: don't. I don't. But I, uh, I will
1: cherish it in my heart forever. Oh God! All right, I'm gonna hop down and get the next guy, Travis.
0: Sure. How you doing, Nick?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: How's the work life balance been for you since you joined?
9: Uh. Because you went straight
0: into. You went straight in. Then you guys had to apply for lcs stuff and go through that whole process now off season has hit so i assume yeah. it's been exciting
9: it has been a lot of work but luckily there's a lot of really talented people at clg that are really pulling uh pulling a lot of late hours and a lot of doing a lot of hard work and none so, of them are you uh, None of them are me. Okay. And none of them are you, Travis. Yeah, that's well. true. That's true. Because um, I don't want to work like, for you. A that's, lot... that's, that's a yeah. terrible idea.
0: Yeah,
9: I mean like honestly with like the announcement stuff with the players, um, I had very little to do like I was, you know, trying to bring in the players, but I um a lot of that was, you know, driven by the content team and our marketing team and they just knocked it out of the park and they worked pretty crazy hours to yeah. make it happen. So and I had Basically nothing to do with that, so they they did a really really good job. All right, and so Mark, it's uh, it's okay, I'll say. Work life balance.
0: We got okay. so we got holy cow barbecue joining in right now. Holy cow barbecue, where are you call, calling from?
11: Hey, um, I'm from West Virginia.
0: West uh, Virginia. Right. All right, very good. What do you got for us?
11: All right, so I'm a huge CLG fan as well, just like right. the previous guy, <laughs> and I just want to know about you know budget coming from MSG sponsorship. Obviously, no detail will be like you know given, but yeah. does does it allow you to grab uh, a lot better talents? And if so, how do we not keep maybe say Afro? Because as Zoomer has it, um, the contract he was offered was pretty substantial, and or was it because you guys think Afro wasn't as good as Biofrost? And yeah,
0: yeah, Nick, you so. got all this money from Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. why aren't you spending it?
9: great great question yeah thanks man so uh msg has been hugely helpful so we leverage a lot of their resources including uh their sponsorship team aka their marketing partnerships team uh and they come with oh someone's is that mark uh, no that's not holy me cow oh, typing. Sorry, holy cow barbecue you sorry my that's bad good,
1: it's good. okay dude
9: it's exciting uh, it
1: sounds like a really nice keyboard. If that, if so that, that has, was it, were those green switches or brown switches or red? I don't know the colors. I, just, I don't care CLG about the blue switches.
9: I was gonna say it sounded like blue. Nick, we anyway, the money. I, dig- I I digress. So uh, we leverage a lot of G's uh, resources. So the marketing partnerships team, aka the sponsorships team, uh, a lot of their like internal teams that support the Knicks and the Rangers. Uh, we get to tap into them and learn from them. Um, but it's not like it's not a an overnight flip a switch and in comes all of this uh, experience and learnings. Like it's a process to understand who are the right people to talk to and how, how can they help us? And what's the most effective way for their learnings to be carried over uh, to MSG? And so it is a process, but it's been going really well so far. We are, um, we are taking a, we're taking everything one step at a time in terms of uh, like, sponsorships and revenue and understanding what the dynamic is going to be between MSG and CLG. Like, how do we, how do we leverage these resources? And then once we do, how does that affect our revenue at a, at a high level? And so we have really high hopes and we're actually making a lot of really good progress in that regard, but just like anything, and, you know like i'm trying to relate this back to the question and and talking about afromo um we we're still responsible for building a sustainable business and so what that means is making good decisions around uh how we invest in not only players but also infrastructure and so it would be foolish of us i would say to go i'm like hey we have msg back let's like f- spend foolishly on all these different things right we still want to be calculated and careful with the way that we do those things so that we can maintain a, a strong business and a presence in esports as a team long term um and so i would say msg at our back whether they're there or not i don't think there would be a different outcome with zach if that makes sense i would say that um you know he he has some really great opportunities in front of him and uh having msg there did not necessarily impact our decision whether or not to go in that direction so um but we are again really excited for him and it sounds like he has some pretty great opportunities in front of him
0: thanks for the cow barbecue hope things uh good question yeah, tough question. Thanks. Oh, thank I wanna me. ask more. Okay, we'll, yeah, we'll give you one follow-up.
11: <laughs> All right. So obviously, with Aframu gone now, who's gonna be your star player? Is it gonna be who He? Is it gonna be uh, you know Zion? Or are you gonna make a star out of Rainover? You know. And There's I like uh, the. I thought, thought uh, especially the
1: power of friendship.
11: I, yeah, it is, but Belfrost just seems so chill, you know, that he doesn't seem like to have a lot of characteristic on screen, at least. Um, seems How pretty chill. How dare you say that to his face?
0: Who's who's the next oh, big CLG oh. star, Nick?
9: <laughs> no, I think, I think everyone is stars, you know, but I think the true star of CLG is Tony, the head coach. If-
1: If everyone's a star, Nick, no one's a star. You gotta pick one. Who are you gonna push to the fans this split? Yeah,
9: the KDA will will reveal itself and as to the stars because isn't that a value of skill, Mark? Isn't that what you just (laughs) said? Yeah, it's
1: it's the number one thing I look at. Uh, Like we're
9: gonna we're gonna actually be blowing up marketing and content for all these guys. Really, we're excited about it. They're all gonna have like a unique approach to things, and that includes merchandising and content and a few other things too. So I can't answer your question. I think everyone's stars. I love them all equally. I think it's a responsible thing for me to say.
11: I love you, man. Thank I you. you. I love yep. you. COG, number one. West Virginia. Let's go. All
9: right. That's what you said, right? West Virginia. Yeah, yeah I think West it was
0: West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Um, hey, Mark, I dropped a couple names in the Skype chat. And also, Uh-oh. we're working on getting a special guest calling in. Where we'll see if, if he's able I to make know. it. I, just, I got a text message a second ago, and I didn't realize that they were on. Uh, so, Mark, if hey, you want to. Yeah,
1: wanna... I'll check uh, with the guy here.
0: Yeah. Uh, cool. We got a couple things going. Mar- uh, you know what time it is, Nick? Time to read out some, or so, thanks some subs. hit oh, streak. Good. Donate oh. 400 bits. Cheer 400, Nick Allen. Big fan. Boba Cola arguing with Skipper with bits, I think. <laughs> All sorts of crazy stuff going down. Uh, Sorette resubbed. Uh, he doesn't like Discord, or he or she doesn't like Discord, but they said they'll resub. We got Dr. Manhattan himself from that one comic that I forget. Watchmen? The Watchman. The watch, Watchman. Dr. The Manhattan, what planet are you calling from? I am calling from the nation's capital in Washington,
13: D.C. Oh, another oh, Washington, D.C. Uh, We've Washington. got
0: multiple Washington, D.C. people. You need to hang out with the other CLG fan that called earlier and talk about stuff. <laughs> I forgot stuff. his what,
9: name, but I uh, wish I didn't.
0: I will, I will not be as hypercritical. I'm actually like, not
13: even like that big of a league expert in terms of the macro. So okay. uh, I'll be kind of casual. You don't, you don't sure need to be. Just, cool. say,
1: just say some numbers.
13: Yeah, uh, eight five three.
1: There
13: you (laughs) go. Seven (laughs) fifty. Seven fifty out of seven fifty. Uh, so what I want to talk about mainly is uh, my main thing about CLG. Mm -hmm. Um, I honestly think that this is probably like the of all the top four orgs right now. So like, let's see. Like, people are hyping up TL for obvious reasons. People are you know hyping up uh, TSM with the Mike Young and the G two bot lane pickups. People obviously with C nine, knowing their fan base is always hyping them up. Maybe they're a bit kind of a bit sullied with uh, the Svenskeren pick up, knowing how much they loved contracts and how Impact was such a big, but you know, that's them. Uh, I want to talk about mainly how CLG, like, people are kind of sleeping on them compared to most of them, and I think that this is legitimately a championship roster, knowing where they're shifting some of their stuff, if they can get it together mainly, but you know, where they're shifting, you know, the way the team plays, you know, knowing Rainover's, uh shot calling presence within the team, and uh, yeah.
1: Uh, so talk to me a little bit about uh, what you mean by slept on, because I think a lot of people are still putting CLG in the top half of the league. You're saying they're a championship contending team versus what I think a lot of people are putting them at as like a fourth or third place team. You feel yeah, like that's, that... that's, that's actually slept on, or do you think it's maybe just...
13: I think people aren't giving them... The proper, I mean, yeah, they're a top four team, and I think that most other, uh, some of these orcs. If you look at some of these other rosters, not naming names, if you look at some of these other rosters, like you know, there's a lot of people that are just basically be putting a lot of stock in the top four right now, and uh, the one that the one that people are knocking off first. If you ask like most people, like, all right, who who is the weakest of these top four that we're looking at on paper? Most people are sleep are sleeping on CLG right now. In terms of just up uh, there, they're probably get like third, fourth place, you know. Maybe at best to get second. But I think that uh like I think you mentioned earlier that Biofrost is mechanically better than uh, afra Moon. Uh in terms of his presence on the team, that will, you know, reveal itself later on. But <laughs> uh Rainover is a pretty solid addition, and I think that if Huhi and Darshan looked remotely the way they did um in the past summer, because the past summer, they had a huge resurgence, uh, especially Huhi, he who I was very pleasantly surprised by in his performance. But uh, if we can get, like, that remnant of CLG, where they 3-0 Dignitas, they, you know, they t- they beat Cloud9 in both their series in the regular season, this is legitimately one of the strongest rosters I've seen since when Pobelter and Lift were on the team, which I think was probably the last time. I was genuinely excited by CLG.
0: Nick Allen, I think you just have a bunch of, of fans that have joined. I think the part of the problem is this: this show got advertised on the CLG subreddit, and so now I don't know you're talking about. Disclosure. Actually, I'm I'm actually a like
13: a I'm a diehard C9 fan, but CLG is one of those teams. Kick him!
12: Kick him <laughs> so, out of here! No.
13: <laughs>
0: don't, don't don't find me, Nick. Please don't find me, Nick. But, uh, so, Doctor Manhattan, are you okay? You decided to join and talk to Nick tonight, and your hype about the CLG roster. Is there a chance that you're going to switch over, or maybe you can? Maybe yeah, maybe I know this I is, woo you over. I'm very curious. Like, the uh, is there a chance you'll switch? And what does Nick need to do to to switch you over to a CLG fandom? Uh, I mean, I've been watching
13: C9 since like the original Quantic roster, so, I mean, I, I have that nostalgia factor in terms of like watching high end videos. So, yeah. uh, but but to be fair to you, Nick, when I went to Boston, I uh, went to the Boston final and the third place game. I did buy a CLG jersey, and I do have <sighs> that. So. At least, if, if, I, if there's a way for me to sully that wound, I guess. Nick, yes. do you ha-
0: can you give Doctor Manhattan a reason to be a CLG fan instead of a C9 fan, especially for next split?
9: Wow. Solidarity. Okay, <laughs> well, uh, tell him,
0: tell like C9 fan if it is.
9: I think that's a really good reason. Just, just, make, we one have of the them be- Become
1: a sneaky streamer. Just, just We're, make
9: someone dress up. We have the best roster, probably in the history of the NLCS, if I was to guess. <laughs> We have the most attractive team, present company excluded. Okay, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't sway them because this isn't pretty. Uh, most attractive roster as well. Like When you have those two things combined, what's not to like? Yeah. Answer me this, Mark Z. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where,
1: where's your big streamer? Who can I tune into every day? Who is your superstar? Who am Who I going to watch? Who are you streaming earlier today? He's going to be the guy Sean.
9: then.
0: Yeah, I like Kofi a lot. They're
9: they're all they're all they all have a strong streaming presence. You just got to tune in. You got to believe. You got to stick it stick it out. Okay,
0: Doctor
13: Manhattan. Thanks for the call. Uh, thanks, given uh, Nick... Can I just get like a final thought? Just kind of like just to throw the kind of like. Sure. Uh, you so have 10 10 this
1: before I move you go. Okay. Yeah.
13: <laughs> what if the most criticized members of TSM in Svenskaren, Dublin, and Bio? What if they all make worlds this year in 2018, and somehow TSM misses out? Just, ooh, that's that's
9: ooh, a spicy one. Spicy, I like, like that. it.
0: All right, well, thanks for the call, uh, Mark. You might have seen who I added to the waiting room. Maybe yes, can, I did. You can go investigate his stuff. By the way, uh, second, there is a if you are a Twitch Prime member, you can sub to this channel right now. Doctor uh, Manhattan actually a sub. We got grabbed him out of the subs room. So thanks for your sub, Doctor Manhattan, and uh, Mr. Barbecue himself who called in moments before sub shortly thereafter twitch prime subs help us out and uh we should be having somebody joining us and yeah
1: i was gonna say just to answer his question real quick there i actually think uh tsm is under a ton of stress just because to do the worst that a tsm roster has ever done internationally it means that like you would just have to not make finals like their barrier for like what is acceptable for them is so fucking high compared to like any other team in the league, so like if these guys go five games in semifinals, barely lose, and then win third place super convincingly, that's still a failure, like a colossal failure, I think people yeah. would say. Anyways, it's I think tough. it's interesting.
9: Yeah, right. It's like a lose lose because if if they're not winning, right, and they keep their roster, it's bad. And they get cr- criticized for keeping it, and then drastic changes, they get criticized for that. So by the way, they um, are in a right, super really quickly, spot. Mark,
0: before you duck down, Reggie just tweeted. Forget TSM versus CLG. They are a dead brand. It's TSM <laughs> versus Team Liquid next split. Hashtag Lawley Hashtag NA LCS. Hashtag TSM win. Nick's going on Twitter right now to
1: fire back. <laughs> Getting the CLG media guy on it.
0: Yeah. Nick, Nick do you have a response for the, the... I think
1: I think Reggie would have tuned in for this episode if there was a real uh, team who was, you know, the third guest. But we have CLG instead, you know? Yeah, yeah I
0: think TSM
9: will and TL will be the rivalry for fourth place.
1: it's gonna be a hell of a third fourth place match huh (laughs) a hell hell of a match down at the bottom all right let me go get the special guest oh i'm i'm so
9: excited for this special guest
0: it's it's a great day for you nick you know checking in on it we got we got a guest during the show in just a moment and we got here it is no winston uh, oh, is this your first time, calling? Where are you from? What's your story? Why don't you let us know?
8: I'm I'm just a poor lost boy living in Los Angeles, but not
0: a citizen. <laughs> a saying, poor lost is, boy living. Hey, oh. listen. No, we've all been there. You know, one minute you have a job, and then a telecom comes in, or some, you know, somebody <laughs> else ends up killing it. Then then you're spending your Friday nights with, or sorry, your Monday nights with Mark and Nick Allen. It's just a tough time.
8: Look, Travis. I, I learned my lesson from from your example, and I invented this great thing called backup options. That's oh, why back Los Valiants going to take over the world. Yeah,
0: people kept telling me to do that, and also a savings account. People kept telling me to have one of those too, <laughs> and I just none of that. Uh, Dude, I have. you're an esports journalist. You can't afford that. No, no, no of course not. Okay, uh, Noah. What do you got? What are your thoughts on CLG? What are your thoughts so on you Nick Allen? What do you want to put out there?
8: What are my thoughts on CLG? I mean, my thoughts on CLG is that my boy Eugen uh, is back plan on uh, starting roster again, and I can't ever root against Rainover. He's just a precious little flower, and I love him so much.
3: So um, there, you're a CLG gonna, fan we're too? We're going to
8: take real good care of him, dude. Uh, co- I, look, I can't say I'm a CLG fan. I'm sorry. You only got I one think... of the former IMT guys. Yeah. I think you can say that if you want. I think it's okay. <laughs> Look, I, I, I can't write... Like, there are too many teams with just a larger quantity of former IMT players. You got TL with three former IMT players. <laughs> That's true. You got FlyQuest also with three former IMT players and multiple former IMT staff members. So, you know, my, my heart goes out in a lot of different directions.
1: I got a great question here, actually, I think. So, coming from... Immortals to TL. Obviously, Rainover struggled, didn't look like himself, had a lot of issues. Now on to CLG. What do you think went wrong at TL, Noah? And like, do you have any advice potentially based off that for Please. Nick Allen that would help Rainover succeed in CLG?
8: Yeah, for sure. So, look, I, I don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes in different teams, so I don't want to make assumptions about the way that TL worked or the way that CLG works. Uh, so everything is kind of speculation. Let me know if I'm mm-hmm. on the base. But I think, I think when TL picked up Rainover, the the impression I got was that they kind of expected him to be like this high level shot caller, or or even if not high level, like a similar level shot caller where he's just like microing and macroing people around the map, uh, and it's just like taking full control of the game. Uh, and I, I love Eugen, I love Rainover, but that's just like not the kind of player he is. Um, and so I think the role that he was put into on TL was like not the best role for him like he's a super communicative player but he communicates in a different way than that and i think on clg given that like all those players that he's playing with have significant macro knowledge right like all of them have played with very experienced players before or they are very experienced players already i think that's the kind of environment that he thrives more in as opposed to an environment in which he's kind of the veteran with a bunch of rookies around him that aren't as experienced or knowledgeable as he is
0: So So my
1: follow-up question would be then, with the loss of Afromu, is this a concern that Nick Allen should have that maybe Rainover might struggle uh, given that they just lost what was supposedly the most vocal member of the team?
8: Well, uh, again, I I can only go by what I know behind the scenes, but from what I've talked to to some people about, right, I think on CLG it was a lot more of a team effort than maybe people have kind of given credit. For um, on social media, it wasn't just like Afro microing everybody around. It's not Afro in the four wards, right? So, uh, a lot of that macro knowledge that Afro has from being a super experienced player ends up getting imparted onto Darshan or Stixe or Huhi, and they carry that forward with them, right? Like, it, it's not like he's just talking about macro and going in one ear and out the other. They, they absorb that, and you got Tony too, who's super
0: experienced. So um right before you join the call uh we saw a other you know lcs owner andy din of tsm tweet forget tsm versus clg they are a dead brand it's tsm versus tl next split hashtag lolliesports hashtag LCS, hashtag tsm win what are your thoughts on that statement is the tsm versus clg rivalry dead and uh is is it all about tsm versus tl
8: I mean, look, if, if the story of CLG over the last five years has proved every, anything, it's that no matter how close CLG gets to dead, as long as it can take one last breath, there's always a chance. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, I like it. I like it. Uh, like, you might not have Afro. You might not have Double. You might not have Xmissi. But, like, y'all aren't dead yet.
0: Yeah. Noah is a former LCS team owner. And talking to Nick Allen here, who is a new LCS team owner, what kind of advice and wisdom do you want to share with them?
8: Oh, uh, what kind of things are acceptable to say on a public forum? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, number one, um, you should always be friends with Andy Din, because then at least when his team beats you, he'll give you a hug. That's important.
0: Um, did he not give you a hug? Is that the lesson here? Was it? No, no day I, 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 you were like, looking for we're a hug, still and he did it for that hug. Spring 2016,
8: not friends. Didn't get hug. Okay. Spring 20 <laughs> or summer 2016 was friends. Got a hug. Worth it. No, yeah. was it. a
9: simple man. He just he just offered those
8: hugs. That's <laughs> why he got into esports in the first what? place. What yeah, I was I was just pretty friendless, and I decided that yeah. esports was the place to make lots of friends. It exactly. worked great. H- hugs. Uh, what else uh everything is harder than it seems right when you put the team together but like you've worked in esports for a long time you already know that um I, i guess like as an extension to that never take team environment for granted right like everything will be going super super well and all it takes is one little thing to to derail the train so you can't um, unless you have someone that you fully trust to handle it completely on their own, and even then, like always, keep an eye on it because in a heartbeat it can it can shift. Oh, so you're saying you don't have anyone you can trust? <laughs> 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 well, look, I don't even have an
13: elevator.
0: So <laughs> it was muffled. I for some reason you moved and your microphone got muffled, oh, and it, oh and it just made that part even better. <laughs> You're like, I don't, I don't have an LCS or
1: Uh, Noah, so you, so you initially came into the league, I think, right when Nick Allen left and joined Twitch. I think those timelines were pretty close together. Was that like so. a key key factor for why you decided to you know, get in on the LCS right now? It was because <laughs> the cancer that is Nick Allen was finally out of the right office?
8: I mean, you could put it that way. You could put it as Nick Allen leaving was just the first of many betrayals that I experienced in this place. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> However, you want to. <laughs> oh god!
9: Uh, I like the way that you put it. The yeah. best.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, Nick, do you have anything for for Noah here?
9: Um. Good question.
0: When are you guys going to compete? Do you have any g- teams that compete in the, in the same league or in the same space CSGO right now?
8: R- CSGO. Uh, CSGO Until recently, CSGO, I think actually one of Nick's players pulled the greatest off-the-field maneuver all, of all time when his tweet kind of pulled a, an inside takedown of the team.
9: Yeah. Oh really?
8: <laughs> oh, you got to catch up on your history.
9: All right, man, uh, <laughs> I try to stay away from Twitter, as you can, as you can um, possibly imagine. We're gonna, and... we're gonna
8: breeze right past that. Uh, <laughs> Smash still. Um, right. Oh yes yeah, Go again in the future. Uh, previously in Overwatch, they're not anymore because mm-hmm. Overwatch League and CLG isn't, which I think should say everything that you need to know about the respective future of our organizations. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, <no comment. laughs> um, and we have a uh, we have dota but clg does not so uh, anytime you want to come get a dota team we have uh the only all korean dota team so we'll wreck you thanks
0: very good sounds good well uh i mark unless you have anything for Noah or Noah, unless you have anything else for the for the group i think it was good to, to chat with you
8: yeah no that's about it for me
0: yeah okay Thank well you. thanks for face thanks for all the <laughs> Thanks you, for you have me. a lot of other concerns right now uh, to deal with, but I don't have anything, so maybe we can cut, grab lunch sometime in in LA and talk about stuff. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, you should
1: have turned him down. There was fourteen hundred people to watch you just, just shut down Travis. Wait, Travis has gone through a hard
8: six months. I gotta give him one is every is once in a while. And it's
0: on true. that note, by the way, if you have a Twitch Prime sub or membership, you can sub to this channel for free. Uh, and that means, you know, hopefully you have Twitch from anyway, thanks for calling in. Uh, we'll hear from you again in the future. I am sure. Uh, all right. So thanks again to Noah for calling in friend of the show and uh, former friend LCS owner. Uh, we, I think we got time for a couple more calls, uh, as, as we're getting closer to the 10 o'clock mark here on the, the Pacific West coast. And while we're doing that, I do want to give a shout out to a couple of people. Swords, not words, subbed, uh, Reveille subbed, uh, Andres uh, hosted me with one viewer. Thank you to that. Uh, uh, hit-
1: so we've heard a lot of nice things about yeah. CLG fans. We have uh, someone who doesn't think CLG is going to do it so hot this season, and maybe Nick can change his mind.
0: Yeah,
11: <laughs> and it's Noah, and he's back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's Noah. <again. laughs> yeah. Okay, we got Rico Burrito. Rico Burrito on the line with us. Where are you calling from, Rico? Um, I'm calling from Louisiana. Louisiana. All right. Nice. Rico, what do you what are your thoughts on CLG? We've heard so many people call in support of CLG tonight. What is your uh, what's your gripe? Um, I think this year it seems like CLG does seem
6: like to have a bit of a lower tier than the rest of the new <laughs> the rest of the new teams that are coming out in the new split. Okay.
0: Okay. okay. And why do you think that? Yeah. Well, it
6: seems like for, let me just like, go lane to lane. Like for top lane, like Darshan, sure, he does have his carry moments. But in this new meta with the new runes and all that, I feel like he's not going to have as much, it's going to be harder for him to carry because of all the new aspects coming out to the league this mm-hmm. season. Okay. And then with like mid lane, I think who he, like, especially who he, his pocket pick of Aurelian Soul did get like a big nerf with the new, um, what was it, Sorcery, where it's like old Storm Raiders, but it's actually been a bit nerfed, so it's not really the best.
11: Mm-hmm.
6: And with Rainover, I feel like it's just going to be a bit hard at first for communication, but that, it could go better or for worse, but it's pretty much for communication at that point. And then the bottom lane, I feel like they could have his moments, but it's also to the point where the bot lane is just really weird right now, so... I'm not so sure about that. But it seems like it's... When you say
1: communication, what do you mean by that? Because Rainover is fluent in English.
6: Well, I mean like more of in the team aspect of communication. Okay. It's not like a... Not like sort of like he's Korean and all that. But it's more of communication at first. Because you know if they they got him first, so he has to play first in order to realize if he's actually good with the team. So I feel like it's going to be a bit awkward at the beginning of the split but I think that it could go on better but it's just like a bit iffy of a gamble to get. Yeah. With
0: Nick, how do you how what is your rebuttal to this this analysis of your team and and perhaps its weakness?
9: Yeah, I think, you know, Rainover being as a cerebral player as he is, I think he's going to bring a lot of strategic insight to the team, um, helping to shape like what's cutting edge what's new, what's interesting, how do we take advantage of all the new all the new things that are in place for this next season? That, and you know, like, I, I think Darshan is a guy, generally speaking, that uh, is pretty innovative in, like, in the way that he plays the top lane. Um, you know, he can carry, he can also, um, he, he can be a role player as well. I, I just think, one, like, it's, it's really early to tell, but I think our team specifically has a very lot of, A lot of very talented experienced people that have been through a ton of season changes and know how to identify top strategies extremely fast and so i think with how smart these guys are with our coaching staff and how smart they are i think we're going to come out of the season or the start of the season having some of the most innovative and interesting stuff i think more than that like you know as we think about uh as we think about our roster and we think about who we decided to bring in. Some of it is like circumstance, but a lot of it is also like, how is this person gonna blend with our organization? How are they gonna do in communication? And like all these things I talked about earlier about culture and, um, you know, like how they're gonna exist in this in this CLG world. And we feel like we have five very like-minded individuals coming together f- for, uh, you know, this common purpose, which is just to win a lot. And so I think we're going to be in a really good spot. I think we're an innovative team. I think you're going to see a lot of interesting and cool things out of us as we continue to develop our, our infrastructure and our strategy going into the beginning of the season.
0: Very good. Uh, well, hey, thank you so much for calling in, Rico Burrito. It's good having you on the show. Uh, we're going to start um, going through people pretty quick because we only got about 14 minutes or so left. And
1: So I was going to say, you, you ready to move off CLG? I mean, as much as I love talking about them because we have Nick Allen here, uh, I think it's only fair we give some other people a chance. I don't know how you feel, Travis.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, well, I, I do think any question that comes up should be somewhat something that Nick can answer, but happy to... Uh, I mean,
1: Nick's, Nick's, Nick knows everything going on in the league. If you think if someone's going to come on here and say TSM sucks, Nick can easily say, I agree, right?
9: I wholeheartedly agree, and here's 20 reasons
0: <laughs> <laughs> off the top of my head. All right, very good. Right. Well, if we've got some people in the waiting room, hopefully we can uh, we can go for that. By the way... Hit streak uh subbed to the channel. I appreciate oh. that. Uh broken chopsticks, Avele herself is now a oh. a sub of the Travis Gafford Twitch what channel. You Thank done. you, Broken Chopsticks. What have you done? All right, we got Azalis on the call. Azalis, where are you calling from?
7: Uh calling from Southern California.
0: Woo! Nice. Southern California. Yay! Hey!
7: Beautiful.
9: Yes.
0: Where that you wanna be. you uh, feel free not to to clarify, but Whereabouts in in the Vegas terms of Southern California?
7: About 40 minutes away from you guys in Santa Monica.
0: Okay, cool.
7: How do you know I'm in Santa Monica?
9: Is that with traffic or without traffic in L.A.? Because that could be, like, two miles. (laughs) Probably with. Yeah. Is it 40 minutes or
1: 40 miles? 40
0: 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Okay. So he's probably in, like...
1: He's in, like, Sherman Oaks or something.
0: No, no, he's at South, I think, so... Oh, South. I'm going to go with, like, Torrance. Oh, no, I said out. Oh, out. out. Okay, so what's, could be what's your
9: exact address? <laughs> Wait,
0: <We, laughs> what's your phone number? Uh, all right, yeah. <laughs> Azales, what do you got to talk to us about?
7: Uh, I just wanted to riff off the previous TSM caller. I think the the roster changes were generally good. Um, at first, I reacted to them pretty badly, but I think in general they're better for future growth.
0: So, sorry, this is for TSM. You're saying. Correct. Okay. Right,
1: because the person before had said that yes. he thought that T S M wasn't gonna do as well. So what
7: what what makes you think that this is
1: gonna Yeah, going why to go do
0: well? you think double lift shouldn't be on T S M as Alice?
7: <laughs> well, first of all, I like double lift, but um All right, you're getting better. <laughs> but I think now coming on two years with his performance in Worlds, I think it was time to make a change. I think first first um first worlds obviously you could just have a bad uh, bad games. But the second worlds, I think at that point, once you see them perform not so well, you have to make a change if you want to get better in the future. Yeah. So I think bringing on Mithy and Sven, it's, it's, when are you going to have a chance to bring a bot duo that are both English, that both speak English and as well as have been are extremely battle tested. I got, one... I,
0: Go ahead, oh, sorry, you Go, Chat.
1: Okay, so I was gonna say this is for Nick now. Nick, do you like the moves that TSM made? Do you think it makes them better? And two, if you were the GM of TSM, what would you have done? Would you have done these moves just for the sake of change or whatever?
9: Good question. I think for them, the the I think the highs can be higher. Um, I think it's higher risk, high reward because I think Mike Young is is. I think pretty unproven. He obviously had like a really good uh, split and he was able to do a lot uh, on his former team. But I think like he, he stood out a couple weeks, but he wasn't like completely demolishing everyone week after week. And so I think he has a high ceiling it's there. And maybe with the right infrastructure and the right coaching and the right environment, he could do a lot. He, he might be able to do a lot better. But I think the other side is if he isn't able to, to, to contribute right if he is like the weak link on the team that will be exploited and then i mean jungle position obviously being as important as it is will have pretty big impact on the team so i think if i think to me it's up to how mike young performs if he does well uh i think i think tsm is gonna do is gonna do really well but if he doesn't i think it all it all sort of rests on his shoulder um would i have done what he what they did probably not I think I would have stuck with the bot lane and I would have probably looked to make a, a change in the jungle. Um go going know.
1: Sven again, dude?
9: No, I just think I and he's not a bad player, but I think if like I'm going to make a change to try to improve the roster overall, I think I think that's the change that you make, though it's hard to say cuz he is so good. Um and so I guess I would have probably, if I was making a change, I would have looked for a different import jungler and kept the bot lane. But this is without me knowing, like, what is the dynamic, like, you know, behind the scenes? Like, maybe there are some additional reasons behind the change um, other than just bringing in, you know, Mythian Sven. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, no, I wouldn't have made the changes that they made. And but I do think, like, if Mike Young gets it together, they're, they can be pretty killer.
0: Very good. Hey, thanks, Azales, for calling in. Uh, Given a different insight on insight on the TSM stuff. Uh, all right, so I think we got about four more calls, and then we'll be done with this episode. Uh, so thanks everyone for for watching. Stick around for these, and then I'll hang out on the stream a little bit afterwards. Uh, we got MK Swagger subbed, Pol- Polish Polish subbed, and Matcom himself, the man, the legend, Matcom subbing Matt former CLG oh my God. staff. God. Uh, all right, uh, probably the last four calls here, right, Mark?
1: Uh, yeah, three or four.
0: Yeah, Stickman Alv, where are you calling from?
1: Uh, I'm calling from Arkansas.
0: Arkansas, okay. <laughs>
1: you know, I gotta say, the amount of like calls we get from the middle of the country is fairly surprising. Yeah, I don't know fair. if you feel the same way. Maybe I'm just like I
0: thought only liberal elites watched and played League of Legends. <laughs> that so wasn't From, from the coasts, you know.
1: Necessarily, <laughs> I think
0: I I agree completely. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he marks, uh, you just needs such he a, it a
9: He made it a political issue. It's going to happen. Real good, Travis. St- Stickman,
0: stick, what do you want to talk about?
1: Uh, I wanted to talk about Optic.
0: Okay, um, what about Optic? Greenwall. Are you part of the Greenwall?
1: I am not. Okay. I really only pay attention to League of Legends and Overwatch. Okay, so, cool. But uh, the, I really like that they pulled over uh, Power of Evil. Since he has a really good record against TSM, and if I'm a new
8: org, that's who I would want to take down. Mm. And with Lumination and Zig on the team, I think that allows for some really cool draft opportunities.
0: Yeah, and we should say the only thing I believe that's confirmed right now is Zabutin and Arrow, but these are the the rumored changes that are going in there. Right. Um,
1: so the rumored roster is Zig, Acadian, Power of Evil, Arrow, and Limination.
0: Yep, and uh, and Arrow confirmed everything else up. So. Uh, we'll give Nick the the out of saying Nick. Every time we talk to you about the roster, you're referencing this rumored roster. <laughs> Who knows what you know or don't know. Um, but so okay, so you, I'm sorry, you were saying you really like this, right, Stick? Uh, yeah. Okay. So how do you think? You know, earlier Mark and I were coming up with the top four teams. We did include Optic. Where do you think Optic could be next year with this supposed roster?
5: Uh, I think they'll. They should be a playoff team. I wouldn't necessarily put them in the top four, but
1: I think uh, that seeing them in a best of five would be very interesting.
0: Okay, hmm. Nick, what do you think of this this roster? Besides you saying like, oh, I think it could be really good. What do you actually think?
9: I, I think it could be pretty good. Um, Swapped
1: out really for pretty there. That's
0: no, yeah,
9: exactly. <laughs> you know, I think no one. You know, obviously, Arrow's quite talented. Power Eels quite talented is has proven Lemination. i think many would consider beyond his prime years but still a very strategic mind for the team someone's seeing in the house um so also did is, my is screen it Darshan? get darker darshan's singing yeah, yeah. yeah um but i you know i think to me on paper this roster looks like one of the weaker ones to me um i think it's because there's no, like, as good as Power of Evil and Arrow are, like, the sum of all of these parts doesn't strike me as, like, a a super strong roster. I think, like, all these guys are good in their own right, uh, and Zig has been playing the game forever, uh, as well as, I think, you know, a lot of these guys. But um, no one stands out as, like, someone who's going to, like, take the league by storm. Um, and I think... I, I have a hard time thinking that this sort of like hodgepodge of players put together is going to be really cohesive and sort of overcome a lot of like the like the lack of individual skill, at least relative to the rest of the league. So, mm-hmm. I I would put them sort of more bottom of the pack in my opinion. But um, these things have a way of coming back and biting me in the ass. Yeah, so you're gonna uh, lose to
0: Optic the first. Yeah, round. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> first week yeah. Optic.
1: Yeah. I, I'm kind of in in the Nick Allen boat here. I think uh, Arrow has shown that like if he doesn't have a decent support, he can get exploited in lane. Uh, that happened a lot in summer. Yeah. I think uh, Zig is also not particularly lane dominant. He usually has uh, like a stronger playmaking, team fighting phase, and, and like kind of playing a role within the team than he does like being strong in lane. And then maybe Acadian and Power Evil, I think, would be like your best kind of hope for having like good good synergy with some hopefully aggressive early mid playmaking jungle kind of thing, but it doesn't scream a team that has like a cohesive playstyle just off the bat. Um, and that's, that's where you, you have my concern yeah. because lemon, like if you compare this to what you might've seen with power of evil on misfits or something like that, like they don't feel like they have the same level of, of playmaking between the mid and jungle or the jungle and support positions, which is like what misfit relied on for power of evil to then like, Scale better into like the mid late game. Even though his laning phase is fine, yeah. he wasn't their early game playmaker. And I don't know who is other than Acadian on this team.
0: Hey, stick. Thanks for calling in. It was good to talk yeah. about Optic. Appreciate the conversation. All right. So we got uh, th- about three more callers going in, just churning and burning through people. Uh, yeah. And uh, Nick, I noticed that you haven't subbed to the right. Twitch Correct. channel yet, and I'm yep, just wondering. You know, is it is it like a just a situation where MSG doesn't really, you're you're not really getting compensated in a way that would allow you to do that, or what? what I just is the don't. Reasoning?
9: Yeah, I just don't like supporting your stuff. Okay. Um, I came on as a
1: favor to Mark Z. And
9: okay, because you're jealous, um, yeah,
0: of the success I've had. Okay, so who's yeah, the exactly. next caller? Mark, oh, I don't Rafters. know. What I walked
1: into, but I thought I heard some compliments to me. I was yeah. gonna let that go. Rafters, yeah,
0: join the call. Where are you calling from, Rafters? I am calling from sunny Northern California. Sunny is
1: is that? I really doubt it's sunny.
0: Okay.
10: Sorry. Far from sunny right now. It's actually really cloudy rain today. But uh, East Bay. Well, it's also
1: also like
9: 4
10: a.m., isn't it?
0: Nick Allen Uh, was just living in the East Bay. I did. I I lived in
9: El Cerrito. It's 10 10 o'clock.
0: It's 10 o'clock, boys. What's going on? 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Whatever. Either way. It's not SoCal 10 either. Uh, uh, East Bay native, similar to to Nick Allen previously. So what do you got uh, for us, Rafters? Well,
10: my first topic I wanted to talk about was Golden Guardians. Golden Guardians specifically. um, Mm -hmm. I am a diehard Warriors fan, so having the Warriors now basically own a team in the league is really exciting for me. Hmm. Um, And secondly, I need a new team to root for because TSM is now three-fifths EU, and I can't support an EU team, so I have to go with Golden Guardians now for my (laughs) Bay Area team.
0: All right, very good. Yeah, I mean, so... Uh, do you do you have any other friends, by the way, before we get into this, that are are Gar- Warriors fans that are into league that did this? Because I'm actually kind of curious how much the you know endemic sports teams or sorry the traditional sports teams are going to inherit from their fan base.
10: Yeah, uh, I have a f- actually quite a few friends. My brother actually is a Warriors fan who's now going to be running for Guardians, and I got two guys actually. One guy uh, Cheddar and the other guy Grant. Both of them actually, I think they're watching stream right now both of them are going to be guardian fans. So, nice. So i have actually, we're sort of building, at least in my area, uh, a, a fan base for the team, even though people are, you know, shit talking them much.
0: But, yeah. Well, but, okay, let's get into working. that. And, and, and Holy smokes. full disclosure, uh, Hunter Lee, who is running that team is a, a friend of, of Nick and, and my former colleagues to so both of us. But what makes you, yeah. Wh- how do you feel about the roster? Cause it came out and everybody's like, wow, this is the the roster that the Warriors are feeling. There's a lot of negativity towards it, but you seem you seem positive about it. So what do you think? So because the team is franchised, if they don't have a strong split,
10: the Warriors being a professional traditional sports organization is going to learn from that hopefully. And if the team doesn't perform well, they'll invest more into the team and make sure that it perf- it performs. But I think the team itself is already has solid players. Yes, they aren't the best in each each of the positions, but each player is average to good at best. Saving definitely, I think, definitely has room to uh, prove himself. But I think that the roster itself is uh, very like average, if not good, um, with the veteran of high and the experience of, you know, somewhat rookie, not rookie anymore contracts. Um, And I've always had a sort of partial towards Lola and Matt. So again, all the speculation of them being on the team. I think uh, the team itself is pretty uh, solid in general.
0: Yeah, but where do you want to support where, a team that's average to good.
10: Yes, I think uh, you know you don't have to support the best team in the league because you know then you end up with TSM fans. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, so, so the question—no no one, no
10: exactly. one wants that. Exactly. I think, we, I think
1: the one thing we can all agree on is that last statement. <laughs> uh, so, so talk to me about how, why you think this team's going to be good. Because uh, how do you think this roster stacks up to old, like to, to last season's FlyQuest?
10: Um, well, last season's FlyQuest, if I'm not mistaken, had like a bunch of old, old school Cloud9 players. Um, right, but I was, mean in
1: terms of talent.
10: Um, in talent-wise, I think that um, specifically uh, contracts is – I think people are going, oh, contracts are going to fall apart on this roster or oh, whatever. I think that he, if given the opportunity, can really become a, like even more of a star than he was on Cloud9 because some of the players uh, on the team are better at supporter roles. Uh, specifically, Lorlo. He was always taking a backseat to to Dardock, or to um, if I'm the name of the jungler on uh, TL last year is escaping me. Um, Rainover. Yeah, okay, Rainover. Oh, okay. Um, Rainover is also supportive, so I think that's why there might have been a bit of clashing with that. But specifically with players like High, um, who's who's plays uh, somewhat passive sometimes and supportive, I think it'll give room for Contracts to become a real shining star if the meta turns towards that jungler carry. Centric uh meta, which I think it might turn into.
0: Yeah. Nick, do you agree with this? I mean, I the the length of I time
1: did... that Nick takes yeah. when he pauses yeah. is directly <laughs> proportional to how much he does not think this team will do well.
10: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that I, I, was a big pause.
9: Hey, yeah, I, don't,
10: I, don't worry. I will be rooting for C L G this year.
1: Yeah.
10: Oh, oh wait, are you who are you rooting for? No, no, he Go said it he said C L G Guardians. Guardians. Okay. All <laughs> the way
9: uh we'll see in the finals i I would say (laughs) it definitely is like a is a really interesting play like we it's someone that we had been looking at as well um for our academy team and he ended up uh taking a spot on the lcs team so good on him i think he has a lot of potential and i think how he performs obviously you know it's a team game everyone's got to do well but i think like he has potential to really break out and do some amazing things I think high, like you throw high into any roster. um, You know, we've we've seen him mostly playing with his buddies for a long time. But like, I think his his leadership, his experience, his shot calling. I feel like he can do a lot with a little, and uh, pair that with some like pretty strong players on their team. And I think Golden Guardians is a pretty solid squad. I think they're Mm -hmm. I think they're middle of the pack. I think they I think they're good amount better than Optic for example uh, and I think like contracts has proven himself to be pretty pretty dang solid um, you know it's interesting Matt being on the team and sort of his history uh, at TL and sort of where they've been with him on the team um, but I, anyway I think I think they have a solid roster and I think they are coming out pretty strong uh, next to you know all the teams in the league but especially the ones uh, the new the new teams in the yeah.
10: one last thing I was thinking was, I'm curious to see if I know that everyone has respect for High because High is such, in general, like player um, and his shot calling is so good. But specifically, um, what I was thinking was: Are the players on Guardians if this is their roster? Um, are they going to be as committed as the old uh, FlyQuest and then C9 guys because he knew High knew all those guys, so they were completely committed, hundred percent to his calls. Are the Guardian guys going to be as committed and follow them, or is it going to be? Like more of a more of like a all right yes we'll sometimes do it or is that sort of more just like a team thing that I'm just completely like missing?
1: Well, so just before we answer that, a lot of chats like leak, leak, guys. We're working off this Reddit link. Everything we're saying is assuming that this is correct. Yeah, so yeah, so there's there's no like we're all working with this as like fact, even though a lot of it is not announced yet. So no no leaks. Settle down everybody. Paid paid Uh, by
10: Reddit. Paid by Reddit.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I think, um, I mean, I don't see too big of a conflict just because it's less about like, oh man, everyone's going to follow his calls instantly and the trust thing. I think that's probably overhyped by a fair amount. I think the bigger thing is like, would anyone want to not listen to him and want to have their own calls? And I don't think they have that many strong personalities on this team. I think you heard Travis talking about potentially Loco. Um and I think that's where if anywhere there'd be the most conflict in terms of like shot calling and decision making and how to how to organize the team because uh the rest of the guys, from what I know, while they all are communicative and, and want to talk about things, they're not like listen to me, I am the shot caller type guys like high. Is. So I think I don't think you need to worry about it in that regard.
0: Yeah. Either way, thanks Rafter's for the call. Looking forward yeah, to man. seeing how that goes. And it's cool to hear from a uh from a not only a North sub Cal. to this Twitch channel, but also from a native Warriors Ooh. fan who became a, uh, a League of Legends fan of of their team. So we got two more yeah. calls. As we're I think we're on... doing
1: just one. I think I'm just going to do I'm silo. Okay. Poor Gank. I think, I think Gank was uh, wanting to talk about CLG. Yeah. But I don't, I don't remember what he was saying. I can ask him. Yeah. I'll ask him.
0: Nick, can Golden Guardians take a t- game off CLG? No. Okay
9: no one can no one that, can we're that good so that's SCT. the headline for
0: this video yeah Make on, <laughs> exactly. no one can take a game off clg next split yeah. you guys are gonna go undefeated undefeated okay, okay ones
1: yeah.
0: yes yeah and gaming sub thank you and gaming uh for the sub appreciate it
1: jesus christ i fucked that one up what I dragged both people from the waiting room down uh, here, and okay. then left myself in that one because it moved around <laughs> nice. on my
0: mouse. <laughs> I'm Silo <laughs> has joined the call. I'm Silo. Where are you calling from?
14: Hey, uh, I'm calling from Toronto. Okay, nice. Toronto. We got a Canadian. And what nice. are your thoughts? Uh, what do you want to talk about? Um, I want to talk about the TL lineup because everyone's like hyping it up, but um, we need to remember that there was like three CLG players, like former CLG players, and they all had like disputes within each other. So I want to know if um if they're gonna have some problems again within the team and if it might cause Teal to like perform worse than what they're expected to. Yeah. I don't think
0: that these three players were had disputes with each other. It was more Afro and Double If that didn't want to keep well, double Afro didn't want to keep playing with Double Lift at the end whenever he got kicked. belter and Double Lift left at the same time. And I don't know if X has ever had a dispute with anybody on this planet. <laughs> like, yeah. is such a chill dude. He's a nice boy. So, I mean, I don't know. Was your impression that these guys had disputes with each other?
14: Yeah, um, I wasn't too sure, but yeah, I thought that Doublelift had some problems with uh, Smithy and Paul Belger.
0: Okay, yeah, I, that would be news to me, but I, I'm—I don't know exactly everything. Despite being Doublelift's friend, I don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes. I, we did a doc, uh, and we talked to Afro and, and Doublelift, and it was. It was talked about how, uh, or no, we didn't do a duck. We did, uh, there was that one of these videos came out where they were, uh, it was like me or him kind of deal and, and that, that came down. So I, I know that there was that, but I will say that I feel like over time, time heals all wounds, I guess. You know, Poe Belter supposedly wasn't ever going to be on a team with Steve because he was frustrated before. Now he's on the team with Steve. Uh, you see a lot of things change. I even wouldn't be surprised if like lift and Aframu uh, played a- again together at some point in the future, although we did just hear Ole got announced, I believe for team Liquid today. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So are you let's say let's say there aren't issues with the team members. are you, how, what do you think about team Liquid's chances next year?
14: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, they're a finalist team and yeah. they have a good chance of like winning as well cause Sure. well, I think... think their team's strong.
1: I think the bigger thing that people aren't talking about anymore is you know what's going on with their coaching staff uh, because uh, there was that horrible news that the coach that they wanted passed away and then they still have Kane and while everyone keeps saying Kane's great, he doesn't quite have the results to back it up. And TL as an org is a team that people always say, oh they've had so much talent and sometimes they underperform uh, and I think those would be much bigger concerns for me than is Pobelter going to get along with double lift and Ole and Smithy kind of
14: thing. Yeah. Uh, then do you think that they'd get a Korean coach or look for someone in any? Well, like
1: Kane Pop? Kane is Korean
14: Yeah, I'm um, if if Kane isn't the coach well,
1: he, No, he is the coach. No, oh, I think he's right. saying oh, if yeah. Kane
0: isn't the guy that can do that can succeed Yeah,
1: if because we've seen Kane before and by himself or with whatever other support staff they had around him It didn't seem like they were getting the most out of their players. So why would yeah. it be different this split? Hmm.
0: Hey, uh really quick question for you silo you said that TL, if they don't have uh, any, you know, mentality issues or whatever emotional issues, they're finalists for sure. Who will they be playing against in the finals?
14: Uh, probably TSM.
0: Oh, okay. Nick, what do you think? Nick, what do you think? Uh, Nick, do you think? I think he's wrong. <laughs>
9: <laughs> he's wrong. <laughs> I I think I I appreciate your honesty, but you're wrong. Okay. Uh, and really, that's. Can I, say, can I say something about TL really quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they have a lot they have a bunch of like superstar older players and i think there's a lot of challenges that come with that i think one is uh a lot of these guys you know they've been on a few teams but if you know they have a way of doing things and if that doesn't work with tl i think that can unravel and they can underperform and that could take the team down i think some of these guys are you know they're older maybe they're i don't know if we believe aging out of league of legends Start to what are you trying to say like,
0: about here? Like these old people, they just can't keep up anymore. Double left at X-Men They've the been playing games. this game twenty years. Same vicious uh, smite.
9: Yeah, you know, and, and so there's like the aging out thing. I think that there is the like the personality and synergy thing. That so was describing. Uh, so I think there's there are ways for this not to go well. Um, and then there's like yeah, just just general synergy of like, does, does this a team? Of five that just works together and we don't know that either but you know a lot of them have played together before so we'll see so i think there are a few ways that this doesn't work yeah. um and i think it would it would really be awesome yeah. if, if it yeah, didn't work if you got if they got fourth place yeah. <laughs> i think it would be the most hilarious thing yeah
0: well thanks for calling oh, in silo appreciate editors. it cheers yeah thanks man and then, are we going to take this last call?
1: Yep, I'm the last one. Okay.
0: You hanging in there, Nick?
1: I'm, I'm good, dude. Yeah. Let's go.
0: Yeah. St. Fish is spamming in the chat. Uh, thank you to Kakaran Gaming. I think I already said that one. Yeah. Thank you again. Either way.
1: We're good, by the way. We're both back in okay. the room, Travis.
0: Gink, what do you got for us? Where, where are you uh, home from?
3: Argentina. Argentina. Oh, <laughs> woohoo. Okay.
1: Dude. I gotta say, Gank, you have some big shoes to fill here because the last South American call-in that we got yes. was amazing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I will try my best. Okay. <laughs> to
11: yeah. say, Gank, what do you want to talk about?
3: About a uh, Froggen. For you want to know about player? Froggen? No, no. Let me ask. Why sure. is a player like Frogan who has been playing at the, at high level for five years, is currently teamless? I will probably not play in NA- in NALCS next split. Play-
0: well first off, we don't know if he's teamless you know it yeah, hasn't been well, we're, in, we're
1: working with this reddit information yeah, which we're working with with the
0: information this this chart. <laughs> the other thing is, do you think that what what if he ends up on like an academy team or something because we we're getting a lot of rumors around the teams or sorry the players that are going to be assigned to as starters, but there is a chance that we could see Frogan come in as on the academy side. Would you still be as offended if Frogan was on on an academy team?
3: I think he's too good for an academy team, and also he's not in the contract database under Eco Fox anymore. So yeah. I think he's he seamless.
0: Yeah, I mean he's definitely a, uh, at least a free agent based off of that. So yes, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: so why doesn't Nick kick us off? Why do you think teams, hypothetically, have not tried to sign Froggen, or did they? And maybe you know that like his number was too high for some people, or something like that.
9: Yeah, I haven't. I haven't heard anything, so I can only speculate. Maybe he's on the tail end of his career and so like you know maybe if you're thinking about a player of equivalent skill there's probably a decent amount of those in the league and so maybe you ask yourself do i bring in froggen on a multi-year contract or do i invest in a younger player right and um and maybe they decided to go you know they go younger or they they go import or something like that, right? So,
0: well, and Frogan is an import technically, right? Oh, right. That's right. So yeah, this your... is, this is maybe one of the problems too, is that you look at some of the rumored uh, players coming in, like Fabivin and power of evil. And so in, in places where you do have, you know, granted there's, there's Phoenix, but in, in places where you do have Europeans coming over, they are oftentimes like big names in the EU LCS currently. Unlike yeah. Froggen, who I think, you know, most people feel is, is possibly past his prime as an EU player.
9: Yeah, I think that's right. Do you, do you take an import in Froggen or do you take an import in a Korean or European player? Uh, and so, you know, but there's also like this, the other side of it is like maybe he wanted to go back to Europe, right? And like he spent his time in North America and he's like, hey, it's not worth it anymore. I'm going to go find a team in Europe. Would not be surprising to me as well. Um, and... Yeah, you know what I don't have a good read on is like how, you know, how independently good he is versus everybody else, uh, or you know, like was was the team he was on holding him back, or like was the play style different than what he's used to? There's there's probably some other criteria not being considered, that might you know, bring him back into the conversation in terms of raw skill.
1: So Gank, looking at the you know the people on this Reddit list. Who do you think Froggen should be starting over?
3: Uh, Ryu, Power of Evil, Fly. Um... Wow. Yes, that's my opinion. <laughs> and I also want to know if is Phoenix an upgrade over Frogan.
1: Right, so I, I kind of gave my opinion earlier where I'm not super sure that it is uh, an upgrade because I think they have a lot of similar strengths where they're both super individually strong in lane. They almost never lose laning phase for the most part, things like that. Hmm. But
0: Yeah. Um, I'm surprised I, you would say Power of Evil
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say that's
0: because, my,
1: Right, so, so right. to bring up the other side I, I feel like these other mids that they brought over Infobiven and Power of Evil Have had better success in their career For the last two years Whereas Froggen has not made playoffs in years These guys were representing Europe internationally And things like that for the most part So uh, I'm not too surprised to see if you're going to go with the European import. Why not try a, an updated model, so to speak?
3: Yes, I think that um, Frogan has been holding back by his teammates in the mm-hmm. past two years, but that's my opinion.
0: Yeah, Very good. Well, hey, thanks so much, Gank, for the call-in. Yeah. I hope everything's going well in Argentina.
3: <laughs> thanks.
0: Yeah. Bye. Uh, either way, uh, show winding down now. Nick, thanks for coming on. Is there anything you want to say to any of the fans out there? Oh,
9: dude. CLG is going to be so sick next year. <laughs> Feeling really good about it. Um, but Nick, I think you want to gonna...
1: you want to make a bet or I'm something.
9: Not, you want allowed, you want to put something on a, the line. I'm not allowed to bet on on the matches. I think Riot will find
1: me. What and, about? Well, I mean, it, it, at all look,
9: costs, it's... I must avoid fines because my legacy. Uh, is at stake.
1: I mean, we can so. make this a bet that you would never want to lose. Like, if CLG gets below third, you will shave your left eyebrow. I don't think Raya will be concerned about you throwing matches so you could shave your left eyebrow. <laughs> I'll shave my beard?
9: Dude, I can't. I have a family. I can't be showing up no
1: eyebrow. You okay, see? okay. <laughs> You'll shave your beard if CLG gets below third? Yep. Deal.
0: That's Stay. the most boring thing. Nick shaves his beard. You don't I know sh- Nick shaves his beard like... Every you six don't know months that? Does because he? I thought he owes I'm facial hair. I know um, I could show you pictures that uh, videos even Nick uh, with it with and without throughout the years. Give
1: yourself a male pattern baldness haircut.
0: He doesn't need to give himself that.
1: You'll <laughs> ex-
9: accentuate You seen
0: it. this? You seen this action right here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just all head. you need.
0: It's you it's just, go, f-
9: just go full blown. I don't know. Yeah. Let's think about what good what st- good stakes would be that doesn't that don't get me in trouble. Uh, Nick, what other
0: NALCS owners are fathers, like yourself? Is it just you and Jack?
1: Yes. Yes, me and Jack. Okay. I I feel like some of the new teams might have, like, investor-level people
9: who obviously have kids,
0: but... That's going to hold you back as a... (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Exactly.
9: I think it's gonna, it's dude. My we're gonna have a new mascot for CLG, which is my kid. Is that is
0: that weird? <laughs> what what does a CLG weird.
9: look like? What do you dress a kid up to to be like? You just put a oh, logo. Oh, Rick Fox,
0: Rick Fox. i we forgot about that.
9: There's, it's the it's just a little. It's like a logo costume or something. You I just, don't know. You just turn him into the logo. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It's you. It's you, Jack and Rick Fox because Rick Fox also has. Oh
9: right, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Rick Fox, yeah. for sure. Um, but uh thanks for having me on. I had a I had a good time. Am I supposed to shout out my sponsors?
0: Yeah, say say something uh, about know. CLG, anything you want to do. Any shout outs? Uh
9: shout outs to our sponsors. Yeah. iBuyPower, Corsair, DX Racer, 5 Hour Energy, Twitch. Love you guys, and thanks for supporting CLG. We're having a sale on merch. Get in there, (laughs) buy some stuff. Are you still having a sale, guys? Uh, Buy it.
1: CLG is guaranteed top three, or Nick is shaving his beard into a Fu Manchu. Doing a clearance (laughs) on
9: (laughs) Afro merchandise. Uh, There is no Afro merchandise. Okay. All of our finest.
0: Your sale, your yeah, your merch sale ends in like two hours, less than that.
9: Exactly, guys. Okay, get in there, support CLG. Don't support Travis Gafford. Somebody, I didn't realize those support, were competi- yeah. competing.
0: Support to your support Travis, yeah, support CLG or Travis. Travis, the unemployed content creator, versus CLG, yeah. owned by Madison Square Garden, a publicly traded company. Good. I'm glad Who's we got gonna that. gonna take it?
9: <laughs> I'm glad we got that sorted. Yeah. Uh,
1: unsub immediately.
9: Yeah. Right.
0: Thanks. Thanks uh, for coming on, Mark. Uh, you got any shout outs Anything you want to plug?
1: Uh, I'm gonna plug myself. Follow my Twitter. Everyone in chat right now. I'm putting it in in chat. Click it and follow me if you're not doing it, because then you're a bad person. Um, I am just working on offline TV and my own content right now. Uh, we should have some a, a juicy offline TV thing going up tomorrow or Wednesday. Are you uh, gonna be on the LCS next year? Uh, I don't think I can comment on that, but
0: Ooh. I haven't I like, joined.
1: I'll, but I haven't joined the team.
9: I like asking questions about the things people can't answer. That's yeah. kind of trans thing.
1: Yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah, I, I think chat is smart enough to read between the lines. Is it
0: somebody joining offline TV? What? Is that the, the juicy ju- news? The ju-
1: oh, no, no, no. It has to do with Twitch and and what's ruining Twitch. Oh. Is it about the – is it?
0: No. What?
1: I can't say anymore.
0: Okay. I'm excited. Uh, well, I know what's ruining my revenue, which is ad block. So if you adblock, feel free to sub, hook it up, com slash support. You can help me out there. Uh, I would love to continue to stay independent, and you wonderful people are one small little piece in the puzzle of my ability to do that. But sometimes it's the smallest pieces of the puzzle that really connect the rest of the puzzle. So if you want to help me out, you can do that, com slash support. And the same way that he spammed his Twitter, I'm spamming my Instagram, Boudoir Photography.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, Boudoir?
9: <laughs> he did it. He said it. He said it's going to be in the Nick box. Nick
0: Allen's favorite Travis Gafford beam <laughs> is uh, is that I. I Besides wonderful okay. esports photos, you can also find some of my photography hobby there, which is. Oh, uh, well, at least on Instagram, it's safe for work. Uh, Foxy Talbot uh, just just sub thank you so much and artha lol subbed earlier today too uh either way that's the whole show thank you for watching episode four we're done